This is Jonah Hill, and you're listening to the only podcast that matters. Bro gang, we are joined by the Philly Pharaoh, the big boss at C-O-M-P-L-E-X Complex, the artist formerly known as Big Dick Mo, the editorial emirate, the EIC MVP, the 76er Sultan, Barstool's only black alum who left on amicable terms, the democracy defender, the android admiral, the Liberty Bell Baron, the nicest jock you'll ever meet, Lord of Brotherly Love, Mo Money, Mo Listicles, editor-in-chief of Complex, Maurice Peebles. I've never had a better intro than that. Thank you so much. (laughs) So you're saying that was good, even though James left off the most important moniker, which is Big Dick Mo. I mean, he said it. Artist formerly known as Big Dick Mo. Oh, wow. I'm not even paying attention to my own podcast. God damn. All right. (laughs) We're used to that. (laughs) Damn. Um, How are you doing, Mo? I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, nice to be back. I don't know what to say. No, this is your Throwing Fitch debut. Right. First time. First time ever with you guys. How long ago were you on the previous podcast endeavor that shall not be named? A minute. Was it, right. Was that two years ago? Three years you ago? You were one of our first time? guests. At this point, it yeah. would have been like three years. Like you were one of our first Holy guests. Holy shit, man. Time, time flies when you're a retired professional podcaster, <laughs> I guess. Lord. Uh, I couldn't remember how the fit check last time went, which means it either went like, well, that means it didn't, wasn't that great or it wasn't so terrible. It was just middle of the road. Did you come harder Three years later? <laughs> uh, maybe slightly, but I came with the 76ers. Oh! Uh, oh, there it is. Department, uh, New York Sunshine. Oh, New York uh, Sunshine. Okay, so, so yeah. okay, well, that's a big, big reveal. Very cool work shirt. Very cool blue-collar stolen valor on behalf of uh, the people Lawrence, that actually- Lawrence salivating. That actually fucking sweep up all the fucking popcorn. And what else? The batteries that are being thrown right at the Sixers when they don't do it. Yeah, the snowball's already melted by Ben, so it's got to be batteries. Right. So, so, you're, so you've already started your own fit check. You're going to kind of go middle out, like, you know, as opposed to bottom up or top down. You're just going to start in the middle. Oh, I'll, uh, I guess I'll go top, center. top down. Uh, I'm using uh, knockoff headphones. These are Soundcore headphones. Shout out to all my uh, $30 headphone gang out there. I got... <laughs> Uh, a cheap hoodie that was sent for free. So I'm not going to brag about the brand, but I, it, it's very comfortable. Okay. The New York Sunshine uh, 76ers maintenance department. Uh, that's your piece de resistance. That's the big one. That that's, that's the one. Uh, cool. Uh, and like, you know, the standard uh, quarantine fit, man. I have uh, <laughs> uh, sweatpants, Nike sweatpants, uh, commando uh, underwear. Um, oh, really? Wait, you're you meaning know? no underwear, no panties. I mean, you know, it's quarantine. What am I? Yeah. You Damn. Here? It really is great sweatpants season for Big Dick Mo. And he's going full fucking commando. <laughs> okay. Uh, and the shoes are um, not anything to brag about, but my personal, like, grail. Like, I was looking for these for years. It's really? like 2005 release of uh, Air Force One uh, that just caught my eye, like, when I was in college. Uh, like, a rep- okay. in, I forget what it's called, but it's like a Inside Out Harris Tweed Air Force One. Okay. I like them a lot. So How much it's, you it's, pay a for sophistica- those? it's a sophisticated Englishman sneaker. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Harris tweet. Uh, Swaggy you know, professor. Guaranteed. How much did you pay for those? Uh, two and change, two fifty maybe. Something are they like super rare? Like, I mean, you know, I don't know anything about them. Like, are they super rare? Or they, you, they're you not, couldn't find they're them. They're super rare because so no one else cared about them. No okay. one else in the world about them but me and so i was trying to track down a 13 of this very not spectacular sneaker it was 
more difficult than probably getting a regular grail. So I was very happy to get these. Where did you eventually find your pair? <laughs> Grailed. Hmm. I mean, listen, I might not work there, but I still got equity, baby. So shout out fucking grail. Is it hard to find uh, some percentage? Yeah. Is it hard to find sneakers as a, such a big footed man? No, no, I'm lucky, man. I'm, I'm a size 13. Size 13 is like the, that's the the end of the regulars. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not a freak. Pants pants are the worst though. So sweatpants is is great because (laughs) 36 length and pant is like an impossible find. And I know you. I know you're super plugged up with the 76ers. Um, did you get that New York Sunshine collab for free, or did you cop that? I I did not. I had to cop this. Uh, that yeah. was part of the whole. There was like a whole rollout, right? They did uh, a shit with Garecki, our boy. They did loafers with um, Blackstock and Weber, also yep. our fucking boy Chris. Like that. This was a whole. Were you impressed? And they did needle. They did needles. Fucking track pants. Really? See, I was, was crazy I was with lapstone and hammer. Yes, sir. It wow. was a big fucking capsule. It came over, you know, it, it entered sports Twitter and that's where I saw it. Really? Um, wow. Rare. So like, there's like the a butterfly a very, very floated over Twitter. the Mary Posa <laughs> fluttered over from fucking hype beast Twitter to sports. Twitter. Usually the, the only appearance, the, the only person that Venn diagram is usually just our boy, Trey Kirby, just yeah. like uh, talking about fucking fishing gear and shit. And like, so that's a, that's a rare crossover. What did, what yeah. did sports Twitter think of this? Like kind of high end capsule of gear Were they like, what is this fucking, what is this fucking gay shit? <laughs> no comment but they they uh they, they were wondering why it was over a hundred dollars i think you know <laughs> okay. no one no one yeah no one gets it the, the sports twitter venn diagram is very slim it's trey kirby i'm not even in that i'm not a fashion guy so for me I, well you are now baby you've only been editor-in-chief at complex for about a month month and a half now have you flexed the complex credentials to get some free flow. We're like, look, reaching out for my business email, I'm the editor in chief. You can see my signature below. Can I get this John for free? <laughs> I'm a size triple XL. Soon will, uh, large, large, tall. The, uh, uh, the interesting thing is that like the brands that have forgotten about me when I left complex suddenly floated back into my email. Oh, like, oh Hey, you're back. Hey, here's some stuff. Yeah. Funny like, how it, that it, works. It, I was going to say, you know, don't check on me unless you got a check for me, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I wish I could have that position, but like, you know, when the Jordan folks start coming back, it's like, I, I welcome them. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Right. You're there with open arms because lest we forget, like you want to get the shit. I want the stuff. That's the so. perk. That's the biggest perk of the gig. <laughs> Not shit zeitgeist or anything like that. It's all the free fucking shit. I, I distinctly remember being in the complex office when you two, I believe, were there and former editor-in-chief Noah got a gold MacBook and that was like the wildest shit I'd ever saw in my life. Like how you got a gold MacBook? Like that that to me was the coolest like, thing. Was it made it. of real gold? <laughs> to me yeah, it Nick, was at the time. It might as like, well have been. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. Nick Cage and face off with the gold guns. Yeah, for sure. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> all right, well fit check complete. Um are you, are you drinking anything? Were you just having a water in the middle on? of the day? What's uh what's what are you sipping this on? This is midday water and a Guinness mm-hmm. glass. So I like to fantasize about drinking, but I'm I'm staying sober. Right. I mean, it's complex mental health day, so why aren't you just getting fucked up in the middle of the day? I guess to cope. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think for that reason, it's the opposite oh, of mental right. health. I'm trying oh. to trying to relax. Yeah. All right, okay. all right. Well, all right. Mo, uh, you chose a great way to spend your mental health day, getting screened by two psychopaths. Um, <laughs> the three main subjects, as you may know, I'm not Still, sure to this because day. this was three years ago. The podcast has evolved. We oh sure fuck with not fuck with to the bottom. That's about it. Um, Three main subjects of this podcast, the only podcast that matters, are money, ka-ching, meats and cheeks, sucking and fucking, 
and most importantly, <laughs> ourselves. The goddamn motherfucking boys. Boys. We're going to start with ourselves uh, and talk about us for about two hours, and then we'll, most we'll talk about you a little bit. Um, That's how this works. Yeah. Yo, so you are now the editor-in-chief of Complex Media, a telecom Verizon operation or something. A joint venture, You I have believe. all the fucking power. The people have spoken. They want to know what's it going to take to revamp fashion bros. <laughs> uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Don't fucking blow it, dude. Where's that set? Do we still have that set somewhere? Do you guys have that? Uh, <laughs> so I funny story. I stole the backdrop um, when we moved offices and then I moved apartments. And I was like, this is fucking, I'm never going to use this. So I threw <laughs> it out. And then I told NCB and he's like, that shit cost $20,000. make." <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it was extremely high res. It was like a fucking yeah. tapestry. Yeah, I mean, so, come on, dude. So Yo, if it's, a re- if, it, like a- if it's a redux, if it's a redux, yeah. you know, a gritty reboot, we got to go go sure. new set. Uh, same hosts, um, different format, I guess, but you know, same amount of you know, several hundred views. I would like to be played by Shia LaBeouf though in the reboot. <laughs> I think I'll I'll just be an executive producer. You can hit me with the EP credit, just a little check. <laughs> You know, every app, I'll do that. But yeah, what uh, if we need, if we're pitching you right now, how are we doing? Is this happening? <laughs> well, what's the audience for for this podcast? Are we looking 18 at like million. eighteen million roughly? I think I can work with that. Now, if you're yeah. lying to me and we're looking <laughs> at like you know eighteen, hey, full stop. That, that may be a problem. It's somewhere, well, somewhere it's between a, those. Yeah, I it's mean, impossible to fake. It's a, it's not like anyone fakes their internet numbers. Like yeah, right. No one does who would that? do that. We have integrity. Did we do okay. fashion on Fashion Bros? I, I vaguely remember clothing being a part of it, but it was mostly you guys in wigs. It was mainly cyberbullying yeah. and trying to get yeah. uh, young children <laughs> to kill themselves. So yeah. that was Big, the theme then. We can update that for the kind of like woke 2020 culture. We could just, you know, we could err on self-harm that's not fatal. Right. And the bros may have to change. Maybe we like open that up a little bit, you know, fashion people. Fashion, fashion non-binaries, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Fashion folks. Fashion okay, this, folks. Is good. Fashion. this is good. I like this. I feel like for everyone listening at home who's a huge fan of the program, RIP to the fucking, you know, the best show. It's yeah. like, listen, that was your, that was before YouTube was really a thing, right? Can we say that? Uh, that I can say time? that. I, w- I would halfway agree with that. I mean, it was around a time where like Jesus and Meryl were on sitting on milk crates and, you know, exactly. that was the height of their fame. Exactly. Pre complex right. news. Yeah. Um, so this, is, this is good. I think this is progress. I think everyone, like I was saying, should listening will be happy. Look, I, th- I think it's important that you come into office, you know, like, like, a, like a new president, right? You come to office, you set executive your agenda, order. you have your 100-year plan, your day one executive orders. Um, mm-hmm. You know, day one's passed, but it's still your 100 yeah. days. Maybe you just like reinstitute fashion rows. Free fashion fucking rows. Rip. What, was your, what was your like first major act as editor-in-chief now that you kind of found your feet and settled in? Uh, we got to figure covers out. I think that's probably the biggest thing. It's like getting with everybody. Everyone's saying, like, what are we doing for our covers? Are we just putting a musician on the front and saying, yeah, we did it? Or are we trying to do something bigger than that? And hopefully we're doing the latter. So we're, we're working toward that. And, uh, you know, I will be honest, one of the bigger selling points to me was, was Complex Land and them sort of pushing something that wasn't uh, done elsewhere. And I think for any of Complex's faults, the good part of Complex is the fact that it's been innovative and, and ahead of the curve in a lot of ways. So hoping to continue that, uh, carry that banner. Who's the dream cover right now? If you had, if you could just make, snap your fingers and make it happen, who's, who's up next? Who would you pick? You know, I, I pitched a couple of things um, and I don't know if anything is really, I, I'm not going to say because there's a slight not, chance that it could happen. Oh, so you don't even so want to like, jinx anything. 
I don't want to jinx it. All right, I Kid Cudi for the 100th really time. You know it's going to happen, baby. <laughs> We're going to clone Kid Cudi and have two Kid Cudi's <laughs> right. as Convergence Culture, Convergence Cuddies. <laughs> Convergence Cuddies. <laughs> Who do you not want on the cover? Yeah, who sucks? <laughs> um, that's unfair, man. I don't want to put anybody out there. I guess, Taylor Swift, uh, Paul McCartney. We that doing a, that? That was a test. You passed. Yeah, you yeah, no. I would love Taylor Swift, Paul McCartney. <laughs> Is that crazy? I mean, <laughs> that would, that for, would for, I think for the demographic that they kind of pull in, yeah, I think that would be crazy for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there'd be a lot of people mad at me, but there'd also be a shitload of magazines sold, so. Is that kind yeah. of your general, uh, I mean, I know Complex PR people are still listening right now. They'll tune out in about 30 minutes and we'll get real spicy. Um, but coming into Complex as EIC, was that kind of like your general goal? Is like, how do we take something that we've been doing forever and just like make it bigger, better, faster, stronger? Yeah, I wanted Daft Punk the shit out of it. That, that was sort of how I was looking. Like, it, I think Complex is a lot, it's a big machine, right? Complex, it, it, it's got a huge reach, uh, a tremendous and loyal audience. Um, and how do we like give them something that is unexpected as opposed to feeding them um, what the other, you know, billion companies that jumped into our lane are, are feeding that audience. Like I remember when we were there, there was a, a how, how many you know, companies were, were doing what we we're doing, not that many. And now, you know, we went from that world to like Fox news is tweeting out emojis and saying it's lit. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a ridiculous future we live in, but sure. uh, we've got to find a way to innovate. Um, here's a, here's another, maybe like another executive yeah. order and, and a, a point of innovation that I think people and would immediately un- unexpected shit. Unexpected Absolutely shit unexpected. No one expects this. Uh, you're the fucking head guy. Now make Joe LaPuma come on the pod. Force him. Can I do that? I don't know if I could do yeah. that. How uh, he works for you? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so what did you say about Joe Lapuma? That and actually, no, let's not get into that. Uh, <laughs> let's only avoid. Uh, I mean, he's he's teased you know, like he's come on our yeah. IG lives and like I think it's you know he's it, his excuse is that he's always way too busy. Like he, he's for sneaker shopping, he's bouncing between New York, LA, Miami all the fucking time. Now, obviously, yeah. he's like a super, super busy guy. Yeah. He's going on the you know the Kith press trips and shit. Um, but yo, just make him come on the pod. Yeah. You, you don't even need to just, just take that. It's a, just an early piece of constructive criticism, pocket it, bring it back to the Puma himself and just be like, bro, this will be good for everyone. Just I'll tell Joe, Joe, leave Kamala Harris alone. You've got to get on <laughs> yeah. this podcast. Exactly. Joe, come on listeners. the pod, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back to complex for a second. So the, I had to reorient myself with complex. It's been a minute since, since we were there. Uh, we both left in 2016. You left in like early 2017. Um, but it's still, the channels are music and not unranked music, sneakers, style, sports, pop culture, and life. Which channel is your favorite? All of them. They're all my channel children. Oh, and on. I think come on, bro, to. that's so diplomatic of you, but we know that's not true. We know, we know it's sports. I mean, I follow sports more closely. That doesn't mean it's automatically my favorite. It means I'm probably harder on the sports team than the other teams because I know more about it. Is it because you have because you have the actual knowledge base to do your damn job? And it's just like, oh, yeah, no, this is wrong. You know, if someone said like these are fire and I didn't know any better, I'd be like, yeah, they're fire. You know, I don't know. But is it like hard your, to, like your uh, Harris Tweed Air Force Ones? Exactly. These are hard, and everyone knows that, but right. like no one knows that. Is that something you have to get used to? Because I, I feel up until, correct me if I'm wrong, but up until this role, you have been very like sports focused and now you kind of have to share your attention across like the entire machine. Like you said, is it hard to kind of not focus on sports and give equal attention to not just the front facing channels of like music, 
style sneakers, whatever, but also like the whole fucking back end and machinery that we, that we know exists, but like, you know, people might not understand it. Like lies kind of beneath the surface of complex. You have to trust the people that are there. Like I'm not going to step into sneakers and pretend I know every single thing about sneakers. If I started wielding my thoughts around, it would ruin the channel almost immediately. So (laughs) part of the goal is to make sure that you have the right people in place that they know what the hell they're talking about. A job where you can do the least harm is actually editor in chief. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, I just, you, you know, that that's good. That's good. Everyone agree. That's good. All right. Good. <laughs> uh, well, listen, if we can't get Joe, how about we get Matt Welty on the pod? Has Welty turned you down? Oh, well, I don't want to say anything that's going to make us seem whack. So no, yeah. he hasn't turned. Down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I he hasn't left that. us on red. Yeah. But I mean, the cro- <laughs> like, yo, think about how much fucking, how much love Sean Evans has gotten for coming on the podcast. Ooh, that yeah. That's bald bitch. Exactly. Wealthy's going bald too. He might as well just fucking follow up. I mean, take it from me, you know, just I mean, on the show, follow Sean in his footsteps. Wealthy's flipped it all around. I think Wealthy has a head full of hair now. I mean, as much as it's there and, and has been working out, Wealthy's in a, a, a good spot. I think Wealthy yeah. could like take all of it. Wealthy has inspired me to also lose more of my hair and lose some weight. <laughs> <laughs> and Brendan Dunn has inspired me to grow some facial hair. We're all we're saying is there's a lot of crossover and seemingly you can make that happen. So just do it. You know, I will say I'm not against it uh, on surface. That'll be my, okay. the, the extent of my promise. Not okay. it. That works for us. That's Are better you, than most shit we get from people. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, th- I think that complex was one of the things that uh, it was a little bit ahead of the curve on is making its editors like faces and like embracing the fact that editors and writers and whoever like, you know, have their own following and kind of like encouraging that, like, do you, do you encourage that? Or do you like that at all? Where it's like, Hey, get out there and like grow your personal brand because ultimately your audience is going to consume the things that you're doing for my company. Yeah. At the risk of maybe losing them to like getting poached by, you know, another outlet, I guess. Yeah. I I'm, I'm for people getting in front of the camera if they so desire. Um, it's no, there's no point in trying to, you know, lessen someone's influence or make someone not a brand that they want to be, they're going to do it on the side anyway. And uh, if you can also show proof of like, we've made this person a bigger brand than they were when they came here that attracts other talent into the, into the business. So what what about a writer who's, what do you say to a writer who maybe doesn't feel like so comfortable doing that, but knowing that it's like a necessary part of the game, is that like you're in the wrong line of work or do you think there's a way to kind of like straddle it? There's a way to straddle it. Like if if someone's uncomfortable in front of the camera, like, you know, they can work at it if they want to, but if you're someone who does not want to be on camera, like I'm not going to force you to be on camera. I'm going to try to work to your, your, your skill set. I'm going to try to do, um, push you in an area that you're comfortable in and try to grow that. I mean, you sound like a, like a good manager. I mean, I, I, I sat behind <laughs> you. Sorry. No, no, it's for real. I sat behind you when you were uh, the sports editor and it was a small team, but it was always like, it was one of the most like well-oiled machines even though it was a small team, you guys were putting up like big numbers um, at that point, as far as I can remember. Um, and just like bring it back to sports, right? In the sports world, we got the Masters at Augusta happening right now. Mm-hmm. And I heard Edition, a little, unlike any other, a little bird told me that you got banned from Augusta. <laughs> uh, possibly. I, look, I, I wrote, um, shout out to Mercedes Benz. I wrote a, uh, <laughs> a, they gave me a chance to go to the masters for the first and last time in my life. I'm sure um, they got more than they bargained for is what you're saying. <laughs> I, yeah. I wrote, I wrote my piece basically wasn't just a glowing piece about the masters. It was about like being a black guy in the South at the masters and how weird it felt to watch like other black dudes in jumpsuits, clean up after everybody and fuzzy Zeller holding records and you know, stuff like that. So that piece was up for, you know, a whopping seven, eight hours before <laughs> I was begged to take it down. 
Um, but I had, a, I had an amazing time at the Masters. I'd love to go back if they wouldn't like murder me if I stepped on our grounds. How many pimento cheese sandwiches do you have? Yeah. I, I had one. It was fine. <laughs> Not that good. Did you cop any merch? Fine. Did you cop any merch? I did. I got a couple um, masters caps. I got all the like the middle management, like middle management supreme gear you could possibly get. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah. you know, your boy has. Are you gonna are you, are you gonna flip any of it, or is that like a a nice little memento of the time you got banned me- from Augusta? Pimento, <laughs> memento, 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 memento. I gotta keep that. Like, look, uh, you know, I I tried my best to not write every little detail of what I saw, and you know, I'll break a little bit of news here. I, I may or may not. Who knows? have crashed a golf cart into the quarter panel of a very expensive Mercedes Benz. <laughs> that may have happened. It may not have happened. Um, you fucking, you were just, you were Liddy off the hard Arnold Palmers or what, dude? The John Daly's. Yeah. <laughs> you were hitting the John Daly's. They were serving the John Daly's man. It was a good time. We had a good time in Augusta uh, until like the day that story published. <laughs> and then it was a uh, less fun. Less was this fun a bleacher either. or was this a complex? This was a complex. Uh, this so year? I, I thought no. No, this was, I think, the year that uh, Lawrence, you just put the, the hat up. It's 2017 or 2016. Oh, 2017. Was, Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great time. And like, but the, the problem is, like, it's a very creepy place. Like, if you go oh. to Augusta, if you're actually there, you hear the birds. There are zero birds there. There's not a bird in sight. You're in the middle of the woods in Georgia. There's not an insect to be seen anywhere. There's areas you can't go to where you, like, see they're, like, kind of walled off and behind, like, it's just a, a weird it's like the house. It, felt it, like, like, it was like Get Out. Basically. Yeah, it's the house it like, of Get it Out. It felt a lot like Get Out, and so like I respect it for like being as old and established and and all that. But like as a kid who was sort of going there and just trying to write whatever you wanted to write, like I took it all in. Yeah. I guess you got to go to uh, oh. you got to go to uh, what's the Phoenix Sanitation Open or whatever. The fuck, you know what I'm talking about? Like the fucking super no. lit. It's like a super lit golf tournament in Arizona where everyone just gets fucking. It's like Wait, it's the, the waste management. It's waste the waste manage, management. Waste open management open. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, I think the big question about golf on this podcast is like, it, so James is kind of like the he. The, some people call him insufferably Ooh. woke. Jimmy, his his take is that <laughs> golf what is golf? racist. Me as the white, white straight cis man edge lord. I'm like golf rocks, dude. This is a tradition <laughs> unlike any other. Specifically, the Masters. I was watching day one. I'm taking a break on day two right now just to talk to you that I'm fucking tapping back in. Where do you stand as far as golf is concerned? Is it as an institution just racist or can we give it some slack? As, give it some slack. As an institution, I don't think it's inherently racist. I just think a lot of the people, like the Venn diagram of racists and golfers is probably <laughs> a little more overlapped than other sports. It's a circle right. inside. Of, it's a circle inside of a larger circle. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's but, more, uh, it's more NASCAR than WNBA is what you're saying. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's not far on either of the side. I, I, I'm not saying if you pick up a golf club and, and, and start hitting it, you're going to automatically start saying racist things. It's not how this works, but it's, uh, takes time, you know? Yeah. You gotta, the, the, you gotta learn it. You gotta develop your, you, you gotta develop your uh, mid range game and you gotta develop your racism. Yeah. Exactly. Your swing and your slurs develop over time, yeah. obviously. You have to snap and point and demand things. Uh, you know, right. you don't just like ask nicely for them. That's not how golfers do it. One of the uh, one of my favorite <laughs> subgenres on TikTok is um, bar cart girl TikTok, where they just talk about how fucking wasted these like old oh, yeah. white guys get and just like like say disgusting t- things to them and they're like, Sir, I'm fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> That's why James is is in that TikTok, to be clear. Yes. Yes. Right. Well, oh, 
fuck walked right into that one. Um, <laughs> you don't think they should, you don't think they should eliminate all golf course and just put up like affordable housing or green spaces. I think George Carlin said literally that at one point. Um, no, I don't. I mean, eliminate some, it's not, you don't need that many golf courses, but it's a fine sport, I guess. I would like more people to play it. It's incredibly hard. Uh, but I would just eliminate half the golf courses, install top golfs, Way more nice. Yeah. Are you go- see, t- top golf is for the people. That's that's yeah. a golf. That's populism, and we could get behind that. Exactly. You can like drink hard at the top golf. You can eat wings and all types of nonsense, and it's easier to gamble. I think. I don't know. Right, and not smash into a Mercedes and then uh, have your sponsored <laughs> content be ripped from your clutches, which may or may not have happened. Right. 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 Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> well, so you're never you going back to Augustus either way, or would uh, you like to? I wouldn't mind, but I just, I'm, I'm terrified now. I don't like, okay. again, the place was so creepy that like, you wouldn't assume they have a file or know anything. They're like, Oh, why would they care? But that place probably mm. does. They probably mm. remember. Maybe. Are you good at golf? No, no. What's your, I, I, what's your best sport? Is it basketball? Say that because you're tall, not because you're black. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> basketball. You're, you're a statistic, bro. You're just a stereotype, I guess. I walked, yeah. You also walked into that one. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm both. uh, No, probably basketball, I guess. I'm not that great of an athlete. Like, I'm an okay athlete, but like, I'm tall. That's really the extent of. uh, But you can't teach height. Can't teach height. That's what all my coaches said (laughs) when they yelled at me for missing shots. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what? So, when did you you know early? It's like, yo, I got to go. I can't ball. I got to blog. Yeah. (laughs) I knew it when I was like, I didn't play like for real. And so I was a senior in high school where like they begged me to play every year and I didn't play and I played senior and that was fine. I made like the all-star team for our conference or whatever, but like the extent of that was division three schools were recruiting me. And I'm like walking around sad campuses, like, nah, it's the same, this ain't it. Like, I'm not going to wake up at 6am to run for this shit. Like, that's not. (laughs) (laughs) You You didn't try to walk on a Rutgers? No, because there's a kid that I was friends with uh, and I played intramural basketball with at Rutgers who was a walk on, um, and they were like dicking him around. They wouldn't let him like really be on the team, but he was five times better than I was and he couldn't make the team. So I was like, you know, obviously uh, I'll keep writing. <laughs> All right. Got a trade off pen. Can't teach life, pen, man. Yeah. Can't teach um, pen. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so, me and Lawrence, we've been out the media game. We so what's interesting is that we all again we we all parted ways from complex right around the same time. I think Lawrence was first, me second, you third. Um, I'm always first. I'm an influencer, dude. All within, you know all, within <laughs> all within the span of of a uh, six months or so. Yeah. Um, and from there, you know, Lawrence went into tech. I went to tech. You went. You stayed in media. So I guess our question for you he, right now is like, how has the general media landscape? And now that you're Back at Complex, how has Complex and the and the overall totality media kind of changed since we were all together back in 2016? Um, I think obvious like taste changes and generational changes. I think as you know, um, Gen Z has gotten more in command of of the narrative. That some of the older things we uh, I, I want to say got a, uh, got away with saying, but probably were incorrectly saying. Uh, no more hottest women in tech. <laughs> yeah, no more, uh, you know, high ranking female writers doing like the hottest Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders uh, posts. Um, and rightfully so, obviously. So uh, thank God we moved away from that. But like, I, I applaud Complex in a lot of ways, because, you know, I've been at two different spots since leaving the first time. And, um, you know, you if you work in this industry, your friends get laid off every like, two, three, four years. So it's not a fun yeah industry to be in uh, as a whole, but like Complex has done a good job of diversifying those revenue streams and making sure that, you know, they can get some of this 
um, some of this money from you know Netflix or from wherever. So it's nice not to be wholly dependent on the advertising dollars, particularly when Google and Facebook eat all of them. Um, but as a whole, the industry is. And so this, the sad part is whenever there's a, a weird blow of the wind, it's like, oh, yeah, uh, what is it? ESPN laid off a bunch of people the other day. Like, it, it's just a rough, rough game to be in. So it's not that you guys are like, because the, the narrative now is that all these like individual creators and have now these platforms are like the big thing today is uh, that guy from Vox is now like launching his own yeah. Substack and f- with fucking Glenn Greenwald or whatever. Um, and you have like indie podcasters fucking top of the charts. It's not, yeah, you're not worried about the little guys. You're more like, yo, we complex wants to seat at the fucking tables with like Netflix and shit. Yeah. That's part of the plan. Like, look, you're not going to be, the audience is always going to change and you're not going to be able to stay stagnant or like really hammer in one thing because what's in demand will always shift in this game as well. So like, uh, it's better to realize that, look, we've got to diversify and like take our strong suits and see if they can move to other platforms. And I think that's what Complex has done. This insight that you're bringing to the table, like, you know, you're this EIC, you're a fucking suit now. Like, do you, how do you feel pressure from like the worker bees that you represent? Like hoping that, you know, they get in line with your vision. Like, how does it feel to be on the other side now? Yeah, I, I actually talked specifically about this in some of my first conversations with them. Like, uh, I, I, I want to help them out and I want to be... I'm still the same them. guy. I may be super <laughs> rich now, but I'm still the same fucking guy. I'm not super rich. But like, I, I uh, look, you got to be a little bit of a sellout in this game because you are selling the product. Like, you're selling something. Um, but, you know, you also have to stay true to, like, what the voice is. And so if some higher suit than me comes up and says, you guys got to do this, but it's super whack, like, you've got to have that conversation and realize whether it's worth pushing back or not. I remember, look... I'm not against being a suit. When I went to Bleach Report, which was my, my first stop from Complex, like I remember the Turner suits, the suit suits came in. Right, right, right. Like, hop, 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 like all <laughs> in line. And I, was, I, I saw my dream. This guy basically came into our office, like set up a camera, like did a Q&A for like 20 minutes, like gave us the finger and walked out. And like he makes like he makes like millions of sure. And it's just like a, that, that was like, wow, that's your job. Like wear a suit, yell at people, like answer questions and just fly around. Like that's a job, bro. Like um, <laughs> so, so, so there was a little bit of envy there. Uh, not that I, I in all honesty don't want that to be my life. But like, you know, some people can get around like that, can just be a suit, vague, make vague decisions and keep it rocking. Did you, did you talk to uh, NCB or Damien before taking the job and like kind of get any advice on them or you're going in cold? Uh, I hit Damien up a couple of times. Like we'd, we'd gone out to like, uh, I believe a lunch or two just to like, this is back before, but you know, just to catch up and talk about like a transition time. of power type thing too. Like <laughs> start getting, start getting the briefings. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, All right. Uh, today, Sean Evans has diarrhea again. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joe Lapuma copped more sneakers. Has has had a, just a delivery at the office waiting for. I'm me. not sure. Has Sean has Sean been asked that by other interviews? Like I, I'm curious if just like, us. So that's a, yeah. All right. That's our beat, uh, dude. That's our whole beat. Is Sean Evans' <laughs> asshole? We have a bunch of questions about that later for our for our patrons. That might be the title of the episode. Is Sean Evans' asshole featuring yeah. more? We don't want to. We don't want to bury the lead. Damn. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. No. Um. But no. I I, I remember hitting Damien up um after like a second interview just so like there wouldn't. Be any weirdness of or surprise that like hey, did he did he take you to a Ruth, did he take you to Ruth Chris's steakhouse his favorite? I did not go to Ruth. I don't eat beef, so it would have been. Oh, a, yeah. yeah. I just know that that's Damien's favorite. All right, so what was his, what was his advice? I mean, 
it was short conversations. It was like, this was just in the actual process of, of going for the job. It was just like, hey, one full disclosure, da, da, da. you know, he gave his full support and it's like, you know, best of luck. Like it was just kind of keeping it, you know, light. Um, you, did you hit up Dave Portnoy to get any advice about what it's like to, to be the top dog? <laughs> I did not. I, I saw Dave though. Um, I went back to, to Barstool to do like, they had a documentary series that I oh, shit. very, very briefly. And so I walked walk back in the office and he looks like, he looks amazing. Like he looks so much better than he up, did. Dude, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like he was just, he's got like a natural Trump tan. It's amazing. I mean, you, you buy your headphones at the airport. He buys his jeans there. Yeah. Actually, now, he, now, now actually he's got the gun of jeans. <laughs> yeah, that's a, but that's, a, that's just a tip of efficiency that you would hear from any type of like Warren Buffett type. It's like, I'm not going to spend time shopping and flying. I shop when I'm flying. That's why Dave buys his jeans at the airport and you buy your fucking headphones there. You know, I that's why he was making millions while the rest of us were making like, uh, you know, 40 grand. Exactly. What do you think of the rise of Barstool Sports? Yeah. That's the Wild. big question. Uh, I, I'm not saying unexpected because you could see that there weren't a lot of media companies that had that rabbit of an audience. And so you could also understand how that could grow. But uh, a little surprising to see how uh, they were able to get advertisers to buy in as well when like, like, you know, early on, we think like, there's no, there's no fucking way that they're going to like sign on for this. Um, so yeah, I applaud them. I still have a lot of friends over there, I guess. I, I, you know, I don't necessarily consume all their content or agree with everything they put up. Um, but I wish them the most, like most success. Like it's nice to have, you know, nice to see it grow, I guess. Yeah. I, and I know you have like homies there and, and not even like your opinion, but I guess just, you know, from being at other sports focused entities and institutions like what is the general attitude or reception towards barstool like do people give it the health a, begr- a begrudging respect do people outright fucking hate it like i'm talking about you know the bleachers and the and all the all the the espns because i know you're super tapped into like sports media i think it depends who you talk to are you talking <laughs> to people who write and and do on camera stuff are you talking to suits suits love it yeah suits are like how can we do that you know they're making a lot of money how do we yeah. make that money uh, if you talk to people who write and care about, uh, you know, <laughs> top, like people who care about any woke topic in the world. No, they, they, they loathe it. And, you know, maybe deservingly so. Um, and I don't think Barstool is nearly as bad as it used to be in terms of the stuff they would publish, but it's still like edgy in a lot of the wrong ways. So, sure. you know, are we going to see a complex gambling app anytime soon? Ooh. Ooh. I mean, I mean, sports gambling, talk about being on the right side of history, talking about the rise of Barstool, right? I mean, that mm-hmm. was just like, they nailed that with a fucking, you know, with a silver bullet. Yo, can I pitch you on something? Complex marijuana. <laughs> Complex cannabis? Plex, yeah, do the Plex train. <laughs> uh, I'm in. Jersey's legal, legal now, right? I'll just Runts, say. Complex. <laughs> Yo, Angel Diaz in charge of Complex marijuana. Are you fucking kidding me? Complex yeah, cannabis? Angel, a grow no house in like the Pine Barrens in Jersey somewhere and just have him like farming get a big ass hat it'd be great that's a, that's a yeah, series running running the patterson division <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and you get all the content out of it come on <laughs> i think you see that vice do this isn't this a vice weren't we like literally describing vice yeah but vice doesn't have angel <laughs> that's fair. yeah they don't have an angel um you yeah, know I, I, i'm not against that but that, that may be better than your fashion bros pitch that's, that's, is that's angel that. your favorite employee at complex right now I don't have a favorite employee. Or is it your wife? Man. Really? Not your <laughs> you wife? Know, it's not your wife. <laughs> She's not my employee. Uh, yeah. I mean, no, but like, you work for yeah. her. No, we work side, like, you know. Yeah. So it's a, it's, a, it's a partnership. 
is it's a partnership. That's how, that's like how marriage. marriage works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So we, we help one other out, but uh, you know, no, no concrete direction. You got to do this. Well, we'll see. Media's yeah. developing. Uh, when you do sign it, when you do sign as editor in chief of complex, just personal curiosity here, do you get a Murakami pillow as a signing bonus? <laughs> Still waiting on that. I haven't really yet. Yeah. Maybe yeah. at the Complex Con 2024 when, uh, you know, we're allowed to... Wait, so what's... All right, what's yeah, going so on with Complex Con? Are you guys going to move yeah. it from California to like Alabama or Florida, like a place where you can like hold giant super spreader events? Like, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah, Complex Con is just going to be a giant tractor trailer full of like <laughs> gear that you just kids at the high... It doesn't stop. You just have to jump in and grab something and you get thrown back out. Um, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I, it's going to be a long beach. Uh, I know we tried Chicago. We might go back there. I... Uh, not privy to exactly what's happening there yet. I think there's still some wheels turning, but uh, what's your role? Like what's editorial's role in that, in those kind of like decisions about the future of these huge cons and events? I think uh, you guys remember, I think that hasn't really changed that much where the editorial staff in a lot of ways uh, tends to be the idea engine for the company. They tend to be a lot of the experts in all those verticals. So, you know, the company leans on (laughs) the folks on our side to make sure that like, is this cool? This is work out. Is, are people going to like this? And so, who suggested the giant uh, cannon booth last time? <laughs> Didn't work here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Wait, so okay, so his, so it was on his ends. It would have happened like right around now. I guess it's obviously not happening in 2020, but like I don't know. What's the future complex con? I think keep pushing. Like the I don't know how familiar you are with complex land, but like in in lieu of not being able to have physical complex con, there's going to be like a virtual complex con called complex land where like you have an abbey you go around you can you know to me that was super super enticing because like you're trying to break new ground you're trying to th- find a way to like merge these worlds of you know e-commerce and and you know fun digital stuff and it was a layer this is like so, a 100 gex having a minecraft concert basically that's like <laughs> this is your version of that i get it that's cool so it's kind of like it, like a Fortnite travis scott thing but like i can go and like buy things is it a whole like is it a whole new virtual world that you guys are building yeah yeah essentially and like the, the travis scott thing isn't that far off either i mean i think in time we wanted to look that seamless and that was all pre-built but this is going to be like interactive with a lot of people at the same time and their browsers doing it so we have to find a way to make that uh, not crash <laughs> sure. uh, and, and make it so people can like cop things in real time so yeah are you gonna pipe in the natural complex con smell of a uh, uh, dank cushion red bull <laughs> you know what's funny? I've never been to a complex con. Really? Yeah. The first year, like, I think the year we all left was the first. Yeah. So I remember it was get like the last all hands I went to at Caroline's was when the idea was like pitched. And then I was like, good luck with that. Deuces. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It worked. It somehow yeah, worked. It, right? it, no, it didn't just work. It like fucking smashed. It killed. You know? Yeah. I think it the first one. Yeah. The very first one, hype beasts want to buy things, you know? Exactly. Yeah. The very first one, and like NCB was like on our former pod that shall not be named, talking about it. He's like, there is no, there is sincere nerves up till the moment the doors open. Like, is this going to be a success or not? And I think people were blown away by the, uh, by the amount of people that showed up IRL to like buy tickets. Kind of like, they're like, yo, we should actually do this. Um, or like, hey, there's going to be a, you know, fucking V loan drop or whatever. Um, and then, and then the next year and the third year, I guess, would this be, would this have been year number four or five? Uh, I don't want to be wrong. At this point, it's like a, at this point, it's like a fucking well-oiled machine. And it's like, an institution, uh, dude. I mean, I went last year and like the, the difference between year one and two, it's 
so much more like slick and sleek, but at the same time, it's like you, I mean, I joked about it, but you have like the, the hero booths are like Canon cameras and fucking, I don't know, like, uh, like Kia cars and shit like <laughs> Honda. You'd be surprised, uh, how many companies would like to sell to our audience. There's a lot of, yeah. them. how do you guys keep uh, it so- cool though, without like getting too big and without taking like too much fucking suit money? From the suits, when the suits, when the suits talk to suits, you get that suit money, you get that suit con. Though I will I think, say one thing is, I think the bigness is cool, right? I think that's the, this generational shift to some degree. Not to answer for Mo, but I mean, it is my own fucking podcast. But yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. Like, look, as long as you have some of the core elements there that you know people are going to fuck with, uh, you're, you're kind of as a good place to start. And if other companies want to jump in, if they have sincerely interesting, cool, unique things to present, let them in. I'm, I'm kind of curious to what they want to do. Um, but I think the core of it is making sure that like the product that's there, the performances that are there, the uh, debuts that are there are genuinely in line with what the audience wants. Are they going to be perform? Are there going to be virtual performances? Like what we saw with Travis Scott or I think Lil Nas X is doing one. Like, yes. And uh, I don't want to announce it yet. Cause I don't think it's been out there, but there's a couple that I'm excited about. So yeah. So yeah. is it, or is it not kid Cuddy? Not <laughs> uh, okay. Speaking of speaking of like programming, um, just because we want to keep having you rank your children, do you have a favorite complex show, and do you have a least favorite complex show? Uh, well, like you as a fan, as a fan, like is as there a fan. Is, as a fan? Uh, as someone who sat across from Matt Welty and Brendan Dunn, I'm I'm very partial to Full Size Run. I, I like that show a lot. Hmm. Yo, can okay. we get whoever whoever's the editor of that show? That dude is the Yo, that's the superstar. Is the and, fuck I, and I know fucking is on the decks, dude. And I know, ironically, he's not a sneakerhead. He wears like Rick. He's like an archive kid. <laughs> you know who? You right? know who it is, James? Yeah, because he showed up. Um, Brendan was hosting like a like a Facebook Live game show or some shit, and he like because he like showed up and and like answered trivia about sneakers or or pop culture or something, and I was like. He was wearing fucking Rick boots. So we need to, we need to poach this, this fucking genius is what you're saying. Yeah. Give that kid, a, give that kid a raise. That should be your first. I may, I may or may not have used that show as an example at SNY and Sportsnet New York. Like we got to do stuff like this. How come you guys can't edit like this? Like Damn, that, you could have just showed a, you could have just used an episode of fashion bros. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're not source. on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you only have four on YouTube right now to choose from. That's fair. Okay. All right. All so right. full size run, um, because you're connected to those guys because they were like your, your neighbors. What about your least favorite as a fan, as a fan? <laughs> I, your least I favorite as a hater. <laughs> Look, if I, if I, if I sincerely had a least favorite show, I'd probably be working to like get rid of it. And I'm not working to get rid of any shows right now. So I, okay. I, I, so I like all the shows we have. So if you're listening at home, just figure out, see what the first show to get canceled is. And then you have your answer. <laughs> What about it the pods, bro? Mouth. Like complex is, uh, is kind of moving into our territory. You know, Lawrence and I, like we've said, we're pioneers and we see, we see you guys riding our wave, this podcast thing that, uh, you know, only happened once we launched it. Um, yeah, we invented mm-hmm. podcasting. Mm-hmm. How come we haven't been invited onto any complex pods? Yeah. What the hell dude? Uh, look, you guys are trying to get people on your show or are you trying to do other shows? We're trying to do both. Well, that's the thing. It's a, is it not a two-way street? Or it's a, ri- a rising tide lifts all ships. Yeah. <laughs> you got us looking bad. You got us looking thirsty out here. You know? How many, how many texts are like left on red for you guys? Are you not getting called back? I figured people would want you on the show. You guys are, are well known. I, know. I think we're too I mean, dangerous. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. that's ex- that's exactly what it is. Is that we're too dangerous. Yeah, I wasn't prepared for that the first time when I walked into the buzzsaw on that show that won't be named. Uh, right. 
Mm. I, I thought I would talk and that was sort of like a, that was a, a foolish thing on my side. Yeah. You've gotten, you've gotten some like good thoughts out this yeah. time, but no, let's talk about the, the complex podcast endeavor. Like, is that something that you guys are focusing more and more energy and resources on? I mean, yeah, we have been, um, like I'm a big fan of all the podcasts. Actually. I, 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 <laughs> I think they're actually really, really good. Um, but the podcast space is really crowded. So it's just hard to, you know, it's it's a hard to, like as you guys know I'm sure yeah uh, to get well, traction with the it's not that crowd at the top yeah, yeah I was gonna say it's not that hard <laughs> for us because again we're the best at what we do but we can imagine I can extrapolate you know I can think what it might that be maybe for others it's that way mm-hmm. yeah yeah but so. you got wait so you got uh, the sneaker podcast you got uh, load management shout out shops you got uh, well I don't know if the movie one is around because I know Frazier just just left to GQ. Um, but then you guys did the, well, I guess you weren't around for that, but you did like a Takashi six, nine podcast, right? Yeah. That was yeah. crazy. Uh, uh, so there may be more in that space too, to come, um, you know, in terms of the investigative type stuff, like right, the scripted right. out, like yeah. investigative narrative, um, archival yeah. audio type like, shit. People love that stuff, man. People yeah, love to. It's serial. If you know your version of Terry Gross is Anthony Fantano, that's basically what it is. Investigative journalism for that set. But you know the uh, the podcast game is is there's a lot of money in it. Uh, but again, it's really crowded, so it's, it is? it's a balance. How do you make? Okay, <laughs> you told us real real talk, real talk. How do you make money off a podcast? <laughs> are you taking notes right now? <laughs> wait, hold on, like, hold on. Let me record this. Oh wait, I'm recording it. <laughs> wait, Mo, would you ever do a pod? I know, like Nardini has a pod at, at Barstool, and uh, and obviously Portnoy is a big podcaster. Kind of like this idea mm-hmm. of pulling back, you know, the curtain to some degree. I think James and I even do this ourselves. Uh, is that something that maybe you would be interested in doing? Like, this is what it's like to do what I do at this level. And yeah, to- maybe. I mean, like, look, if someone wanted to sponsor it and pay me to do it, absolutely. Sure. I'm very excited to do that. Uh, otherwise. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's that interesting. I think we also, we, we have a video series that was going around the office and showing what's happening behind the scenes. Oh, right. Like, sure. Know. Yeah. I don't what's, know if they need to hear me talk about it. What is the hardest part of the job that you found so far? I think you alluded to it a little bit earlier. It's, it's, it's trying to balance, um, you know, what's, what's right for the brand and what feels natural and what people are naturally drawn to with the business interests and uh, especially in the crowded space. So for us, it's like, all right, you've got like, Time magazine covering the same shit that we cover now. Uh, how do we, how do we, you know, differentiate ourselves without? It, wait, in um, terms, how? Money? What are they covering? Like the same shit? Like in terms? No, no. Of I just like, mean like I'm on I'm on Twitter a lot, and I see like all the Twitter speak stuff. You know, the stuff that my former employer Bleacher Report we get clowned for is now just like regular urban speak. It's something that a lot of brands have done, and and probably have, should be in trouble if they haven't gotten in trouble for already uh, for doing. Um, Everyone's putting a, bi- everyone's putting big heads on athletes and shit. <laughs> everyone's do- yeah, everyone's everyone's into that. So like you know, you're trying to figure out how to keep growing as a company, how to keep being an influencer in a space, but you know, not losing money and uh, making sure that you can diversify as well. What's what's the easiest part of the job? <laughs> what's that light work? <laughs> the light Especially work. if it was like unexpected where you came in and you're like, oh fuck, I'm I'm really dreading uh, you know, firing people, but it turns out you love it. <laughs> never loved firing people. That's not, okay. that's always one. Have you ever part. fired someone? I, I have. Yeah. It suck. Yeah. What do you yeah. say? I've never, I've never fired someone and I never want to ever, ever, ever fire someone. I've had to, it sucks, man. It fucking what you, blows. All right. It what sucks. do you guys, I want to hear from you. What do you, Especially what do you say? If you like, like the person personally, 
Like, yeah. <laughs> I, passed the, I just passed the buck. I blame somebody else. Oh, <laughs> they said you're doing a really, really bad job. I love you, but they said I gotta say this. If it was up to me, but it's not. <laughs> so get the fuck out of here, you piece of fucking shit. That's a shame, man. I had to do it over COVID too. It's like, oh no, oh. no, <laughs> oh, bro, damn. So, and that so man worse. was Donald J. Trump. Yeah, you're fired, here, Donnie. <laughs> what's uh, uh no. what's what's the what's the sexiest part of the job? What's sexiest like the, what's like the biggest perk? Yeah, I'm not talking free about shit. Hmm? free shit's one of the big, free shit's one of the biggest perks. I guess reselling like, the free shit, you profiteering off the free shit, profiteering off of the free things. No, uh, I, honestly, the best best part of the job is being able to, like to influence what happens at the company, like to to have like thoughts about it and to say those thoughts and have people actually nod and listen and, and like implement those things as opposed to going like. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll do that, Marie. Sure. And then wait for me to leave the room. So it's nice to like actually be able to dictate things that you think. Do you have right. to come in and like uh like punch the biggest dog in the face, like fucking prison, like come in and just like you know stone cold stun Joe Lapuma? Be like Joe, it's my sheriff in town, bitch. Town ain't picking up almost quite, both of us. Quite the opposite, man. It's like coming in and humbling yourself because you know you want people to understand that you're fighting for them. So if like. You know, the the higher up editors at the company think I'm full of shit or don't think I'm sincerely like into what they do or care about their passions. My job is going to be way, way harder. So for me, it's just trying to like humble yourself and make sure that people understand you're fighting for them. And then, you know, being able to stand up and like not be scared to speak up in meetings and be like, no, 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 that's whack. Or no, no, like that's 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 a bad idea. Like, I think some people are scared to say those things in front of higher ups and then they'll, they'll complain about it on the back end to their, their peers. Like. It's a, the, the difference with power is being able to say that shit in front of the people who maybe don't want yeah. to hear it. Speaking of like complaining and being a fucking diva, who's who's a bigger bitch? The beautiful bald bitch Sean Evan himself or Joe the Puma the Puma? <laughs> I'm, I can't answer this. What is this? Uh, <laughs> who's the bigger uh, diva? Who's, who's who's more Hollywood? Who's more Hollywood? They're both. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I haven't hung out. Ooh, with you Sean know the answer. Oh, nice. you've hung out with Sean in a minute. Like I think the last, like, the because well, of COVID. But the last time I think I saw Sean, this may be a lie, but one of the last times I saw Sean uh, was uh, with you guys, uh, with who's uh, Jonah Hill Day. <laughs> he was there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jonah Hill Day. Uh, Two, yeah, yeah. The, no, the one where he showed up, or the one where he didn't show yeah. up. No, you, the one where he showed up. But you missed him, right? I missed him. I came late. Yeah, yeah. I only there's got a, a shot there's an amazing out. photo, and maybe I will surface it of me, you, and your now wife, like partying at Kinfolk R.I.P. Um, somehow, I'm, I think I'm like holding up your arms, like in triumph or something. Yeah, it was pretty it's wild. Jonah yeah. kept asking us, like, "Yo, you're telling me I missed the future editor in chief of Complex? What the fuck, bro?" Yeah, and we we're like, "Sorry, dude." I will yeah, say, just get. Just to get uh, personally sentimental for a second, uh, I do remember Maurice that like when we worked together, one of my jobs was like coming was kind of like liaising between like the suits and editorial, being like, "Hey guys, like, what are some ideas you want to do that you that you don't have the funding for, you don't have the the budget for, and like, let's come up with some shit and like actually pitch it and get the money for it." And really, I think you were the one that really saw the opportunity to kind of like play the suits and the money and to get the money to do the shit that you guys wanted to do. And I think complex sports was like one of the, one of the first or only channels that like really took advantage of that, like new, like uh, kind of program. Um, so it's interesting to that. It's kind of like shades of what you're talking to now where it's like, I had to represent for editorial 
yet also like make the fucking money and like bring home the bacon and make sure that like everybody wins and everybody's happy. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, I guess a strong point of mine is trying to be that, that middle person between those two sometimes diplomatic warring groups. Yeah. Like I think I'm a dipset a bit. Um, <laughs> the, the uh, like Bleacher Report made that like kind of really sharpen that skill because that place was, uh, well, I, I still love it, but it was way more corporate. Like mm. complex was cor- corporate, but it was like, you know, it was playing in the JV corporate league where I went to Bleacher Report and it was like, no, 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 there's a real corporation here. And AT&T is telling you to do this. And it's like, Oh, AT&T, like they could either drop a bomb of money on us or they could make us all like fired and poor. And so it was nice to be able to see like, we have to play by the rules, but there's wiggle room there. And you can convince people who are above you of certain things just by being diplomatic. So you don't have to like complain about it on the back end. You can just go to this suit and be like, look, I think, I think you're messing up. I think we should do this. Let me help you help me help you. Right. Like, yeah. And like, and sincerely people, like people listen to you if you think you're coming in earnest, like they won't, you know, if you are angry or constantly complaining about stuff, they're, they're, quick to, to, you know, throw you off, but sincerity is underrated, right? I mean, this is stuff that I, I've like learned the hard way myself, you know, uh, like I get what you're saying, but that's, uh, but you, you've always been that way. Yeah. Cause what, I mean, like, look, I've, I can't pretend that I know stuff. I don't like it. I can get called out immediately, particularly at complex because people really know their shit. So again, I can't pretend to be uh, number one style person or number one sinkers person, but like, I know a little bit and I know enough to like know that certain to know who knows their stuff. And so that helps would be like, no, no, no. The people I know who know sneakers are saying this is a bad idea. So like, I'm trying to help you to not fuck up the company. And then they go, oh, okay. Do you feel, I mean, so you're now kind of like overseeing or repping for a staff of like, I don't know, like 80, hundred people. Like how many people are on editorial now? You know, I, mean, I have like an org chart that I constantly look at now. Cause I'm still is it like, new. Yeah. Is it like three figures? Is it like a hundred plus? No, 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 no. Like, look, and, and, and the org has completely changed. Like, in earnest, like the EIC title isn't the same EIC title was in like the Noah days where like, I think right. Noah had more like car plans to be like, everyone listen to me. And, and we had to, and like, you know, he was setting that direction. It's, it's much more collaborative now. Uh, and it's just a bigger company. Yeah. Do you feel regardless, uh, you know, you still have like a lot of people, um, under you and, and that you are working for like kind of what we've been talking about. Like, do you feel more pressure that like, these people's livelihoods are riding on you or like it's on your shoulders now. How do you deal with that? I I do. Look, I, um, full disclosure, you know, spoke to all the highest ranking editors about this explicitly because like, it's unfair for people to always dance around the fact that like, if you work in media, you work in advertising. And so like, no one wants to talk about it because everyone wants to feel good about what they do. We all went to journalism Mm -hmm. school and we want to write our passion, but like, in the end, like we're selling things on this website and our job is to get people to come to the website so they can sell those things. And it it, it sucks to sort of say it that way. And again, I love complex because it's diversified and we're able to have complex kind of complex land and and have things that are outside of this sort of narrow scope. Um, But you have to make sure that like people keep getting paid and have a job. I don't want my friends to get fired every two to three years. Like that, that shit sucks. So let's, let's do what we got to do to make sure it doesn't happen. How's a, how's a complex shop doing? I know that's a new initiative that yeah. that's new since we left and like shout out Carissa. I know she's like, uh, he- heading that running point on that. Like, how's that doing? I think it's going well. Like I, I have to get with Carissa more often and, and kind of like check in with that. It's being implemented in a lot more things that we're doing, uh, as it should, because like, I think we have a brand that people would lean into and we have good ideas and people who know how to make good products. So, um, not directly into my purview, but something that I'm trying to get closer with. Yeah. 
you ever need some consultants, um, Whew. you can always use a side bag. Yeah, we'll hit you with our hourly rate. Don't even trip, dude. We'll get you with a discount. All right, Maurice, you are from South Jersey, a big fucking Philly guy. You love your water and your hoagies and go boyds. Um, would you want to see James Harden on the Sixers? Do you think he'd fit? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah? You'll I take literally, him? literally played 2K with him on the Sixers earlier today. <laughs> How'd that go? <laughs> Living out your fantasy? Drop 55 on the Celtics. Fuck the Celtics. Yeah. Have you lose like 130 to 125? It was something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> have you done the trade machine? Have you seen how to like make, make this happen? Yeah, it's all ridiculous. Like all the trades I put up are, I, I tweeted a bunch of are just not in the realm of reality. Um, right. And reality, they probably trade Ben Simmons to get James Harden. And I love Ben Simmons, but, but you, you make that trade. Oh, oh yeah. Ben Simmons so much. Because he's one of the best defenders in the league because he's underrated because he shoots with the wrong hand. And that's fun to talk about. Uh, and he's Australian. Australian, but he has an American accent. I love that guy. Yeah. Daddy Kendall Jenner. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, it, what do you think, what do you think of his style? You think it's fire or trash? He's not, he's not that bad. I think, but I think he, you know, everyone falls into the same mistakes. I think you, you, you get a lot of money and you, you're, you're trying out new things and you, you're going to make some mistakes, but I think is he, right. is he known as one of the more like fashion forward guys? Is he like constantly, I, I know he like, does, he like gets or tries to get fits off. But like, is he known as like one of the fashion guys? I don't think so. I think like, you know, like I think the fashion guys are the fashion guys. Like, I don't think he's one of them, but everyone in the league, you know, is like a, he's a fashion a, guy as a semi fit guy now, because you have to do that walk into the tunnel and everyone's looking at you. And it's part of the, per, you know, your personal brand now, specifically in the NBA. Like, do you have a guy or like that you think has great style that you're like, you know, honestly, like I'm trying to fucking maybe try to pull that off, you know? I, I, it's funny. Nowadays, I respect more the suit guys, like any of the players who actually, and this is such a weird one to throw out because he's not like my number one style guy, but someone I took notice to was like Chris Steps Porzingis <laughs> was wearing like really well fit, like fitting suits. His suits, look, his suits look impeccable. And it was like, he could be wearing like, you know, sweatpants and all the other shit that everybody else is wearing. But like he was injured and he's was on his grown suits. and sexy shit. He looked really good. I was like, all right, Chris Steps, salute. As a, as a tall guy, like, do you just, and you're like, damn it. I wish I could fucking find a suit that fit like that. You go make the measure, bro. Bespoke. I got the, uh, got that got one Taylor. Yeah, no. Um, one of these days, man, I have a couple of suits, but I'm like, I, I've been basic boy for a long time. And I'm like suit supply. Like, Hey, let's make it work. That could be fine. worse. It could be worse. You know, there's a lot worse options than suit supply, but now that you're EIC, you should just start wearing a suit to work like every day, whenever that happens again. And that'll give you a reason to start for <laughs> on the zoom, blowing some fucking zoom. corn Get on your, a Rosewood zoom phase. Yeah. Just waist up too. Right. Just waist up. Yeah. And you can be commando. That. You can be fully dick out. I mean, obviously don't pull a tube in, <laughs> but uh, you know, I can't you stand can, up and get water in a case. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you, uh, what do you, do you have an opinion on the fact that like every NBA player is now like a fashion guy or like, do you like it or do you, do you, yeah, or do, do you not give, a, give shit? a shit? I, I kind of don't give a shit. Like, I kind of wish, I kind of wish less cared. Like I, right. I, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the guy who just like shows up and like, like, like Kawhi kind of like Kawhi. interested me at first yeah. because he didn't really care. And if he signed with New Balance and was like, this is kind of fire. <laughs> like I, I kind of like the fact that he didn't care. So like, I don't know. I, it's in one side, it felt like style guys were cool because they had the knowledge that other people didn't have, and they knew the stuff that other people didn't know. And now that like every publicist and manager is like, you got to wear this. You got to, you got to look like this. Like that's corny to me. Like I, you, I wish LeBron makes you wear the LeBron makes yeah. you wear the little boy suit, the Tom Brown or whatever. Do you have that a favorite? Do you have a favorite all time? Like uh, we were, we had Chase Serrano on the pod and we were talking about Iverson and like Tim Duncan. Do you have like a favorite guy who has like an iconic look, whether or not it was like maybe super fashion forward or not like Tim? 
I, I hate the copy Timmy. the same thing, but it's it's got to be Iverson because like I I grew up a Sixers fan. I was a Knicks fan as a really little kid, and then like uh, Iverson got drafted and like shut that shit off immediately. Game over. This guy is awesome. Like you know, it, people forget, and it's like kind of old hat to say like, oh, he was an icon. He shifted the culture, but like you forget that there was a rule that you had to wear suits and had to dress a certain way, and Iverson still gave him the finger and would show up in the sloppiest looking suit possible, just like sitting there double bill finger to the to the uh, to the man. So I don't know. Like it's it's always gonna be Iverson. Is he your all time? He's your all time. Your goat all time for for style, yeah. For for you know actual basketball, uh, maybe. But like I, I one of the more controversial takes is like I, I don't know how well he would have fared in this this career. Really? Uh, yeah, I think he was one of the best athletes uh, you know in the league at the time. But uh, ball dominant, not shooting threes. Um, you know, all his TGIF exploits would have been caught on social media or Applebee's. Yeah, or whatever. there's a lot of like <laughs> on Snapchat, <laughs> on Snapchat, just like dropping five figures at TGI Fridays for like. <laughs> I want 800 Jack Daniels towers for me and the lads. <laughs> How much of these? Like bottle of wine, three dollars. Like, all right, let's yeah. get it for the block. Give me a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> who do, okay, who do you want? Who do you, who do you want on the Sixers? Uh, for next season to like make them a fucking real real deal contender. Yeah, who do you think fits? Do the is it is it Harden? It's probably Harden. Devin Booker, but I think Devin Booker complicates the the general situation with Ben Simmons. It's a, mm. a it's a hard look. Although that would be very fun to follow if they just yeah. like gotten fistfights like off the court and then like had to play together on the court. Uh, but it's hard, man. Like the, the, you know, the Sixers got, uh, the Houston GM. We got Maury now, which yeah. is like Hanky's dad. I love that. I love that so much. Uh, Harden's on the way, man. He's coming. Who's the dead weight that you guys need to fucking shed immediately? Get, get rid of Al Horford. They say yeah. Al Horford to the fucking moon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my man's Elon Musk. Hashtag uh, Al Horford. <laughs> it's been so nice. Just watching Al Horford. I hope Al Horford plays for the Kings next year. <laughs> yeah. You want him banished? <laughs> Just banished to the Kings. Wow. All right, uh, Booker. It's Wait, so it's Harden, Booker, Simmons. Yeah, what's your starting five then? Yeah, what's Can the, you tell what's, us what's, what's, what's the starting five? Starting five. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm not going to say point guard. Just guard. Guard Harden. Guard Ben Simmons. Small forward fucking anybody. Uh, or, uh, power forward Tobias Harris center indeed. Yeah. Okay. That would be, I mean, that would be formidable. We, we could rotate at small forward in that lineup and be okay. Like us Damn, three. That's a super team, is it not? I mean, that's, that's a monster. That's the monsters. Big fan of that. So we'll see. I mean, uh, I think Maury as GM could, could make something happen, but in all likelihood, they probably got to get rid of Simmons or Embiid to get that, that next guy. And Simmons you're willing Harris. to part with, but Embiid you're not? <sighs> yeah, I mean, like, look, there's a there's a part of my gut that says like Joel Embiid's physical prime is already behind him, right? Because yeah, he's like twenty. What about Ben Simmons, who arguably will never reach that physical prime because of his injuries too, right? Yeah, but like I think Ben is actually still. Like, I think the knee injury he had this last season was you know minor. I think he's probably in better physical long term shape, and he's younger. Uh, and I think the underrated chip on his shoulder gives him a little bit more. Like I got to prove everybody wrong. Like even if he can't shoot. Um, but Joel is like the city man. He's fun. He's funny. <laughs> like he's he's better at Twitter in his second language <laughs> than most people are in general. Like that people forget that like this dude's actually funny. He's he's looking a genius. I really think he's he's he's, he's sharp. I want to ask you. Um, I know that uh, the Sixers had the best Twitter for a minute there before. Like they were one of the first teams to like kind of just hand over the keys to uh, the login to some like 
super fan, right? Just some kids, mm-hmm. like some kids straight out of college. And then like mm-hmm. now every team is like yeah. doing the thing where it's like, oh, like it's lit. Um, mm-hmm. Silence brand. But what team do you think right now? And then I think the Sixers guy got fired. He didn't get fired. He got Everyone got rehired. So I, okay. a lot of the Sixers guys, I think, look, they, they, they glowed up. The Sixers team, like the main guys who were doing the Sixers stuff, Clippers. Like they went to LA. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Okay. Now they have a TikTok house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't, uh, I don't blame them at all. Like move the Philly uh, from Philly to LA is not, not fuck a- LA, fuck Philly, but also fuck <laughs> yeah. LA. I was gonna say uh, also fuck Philly, bro. <laughs> what team? What what Giants NBA team? Has Larry. Been, yeah. What NBA team has the best socials right now? There's a few that are really good. Like it's it's hard. It's it's it, it, like I only really follow the Sixers official. Like I don't follow every team's official account, so I'd have to like dig into it to know. But I think a lot like the Kings. Don't the Kings have a good one? They're funny, yeah. Like I, I know Complex has a list every year. I, like I, oh. I would chime in and check it. Um, I think I invented that list, by the way. But I, I, I <laughs> tell them. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I honestly don't know because I, I don't follow every every team's account. But I think a lot of them are good. I, as much as it is like every team does, it's lit. There are some like I think the Knicks and Celtics are still pretty bad. Of course, uh, no, no surprises are, there, yeah. at least for the Knicks. Yeah. They're, they're they're having the. I mean, they're guarding the money. Like if you're the Knicks, I don't. If I'm in the Knicks, I may not be funny. Like, what do I have to be funny for? Just like, yeah, you have nothing to gain but everything in. to lose. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, oh, you're on. You're, you're from France, and you want to pay three hundred dollars for a ticket? Come here. Yeah, so no. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, no reason Mo, one of the one of the best sports takes that I remember you having uh, during our time together complex was, and this is like 2015, 2016. So, you know, f- five years ago, you said that the NFL. You would not be surprised, or you thought that the NFL would simply not exist in like twenty years. So now, yeah. five years later, where do you think where, where does that take stand? Uh, do you still think the NFL won't necessarily exist in fifteen years? Fifteen years left. Uh, no, I think the NFL. I still think it's in trouble. I do. Uh, I mean, ratings are down across the board for everything, but and I, I do not think ratings have anything to do with political stances and, and bullshit like that. Um, but the NFL is a sport that kills people. <laughs> and that, that I don't know how sustainable that is. Uh, I think it'll never completely go away, but the, I believe American football will be like boxing one day where like it's a niche sport that certain parts of the country are into and certain people get into, um, but not something that everybody is into. Cause it's so violent or like, I think because, um, because of the violence, but like, you know, literally giving brain disease from playing it. Like CTE is a disease you get from hitting your head over and over again. And it's not like, Oh, I hurt my brain. It's it grows and it, it slowly kills you. Um, so I think that fact, uh, and lawsuits attached to that fact uh, at some point is going to bite them in the ass. But on the other side, the NFL is the most profitable sports league on, on earth, more than the English premier league, more than the NBA, like the NFL makes money. Like they're playing games right now. There's COVID everywhere. They do not care. They're making money. So like, they're going to keep, they're going to be Trump. They're not going to let go. They're not going to be like, Oh yeah, sure. We kill people. We're out. Like, no, they're going to keep playing. But I do believe it's like, you know, as the country sort of like wakes up to like, my kid doesn't, you know, talk the same now. So, <laughs> so, is, Maybe. so, so is it that, uh, the, there's going to be less kids playing it, whether it's, you know, the parent's choice or the kid's choice. So no high school kids, no college players, no pro players, or is it that the lawsuits are going to drain the league if, or combination of both. I don't know. I think a combination of both. I think you're already seeing the former, like, you know, people from Northeast play less football than they did 10, 15 years ago, where if you're from Dade County, everyone plays fucking football. 
<laughs> like, I, you know, I, I think uh, at, was it was at Complex. I, I forget where this we did this piece, but like um, it turned out like the number one and number two hometowns for NFL players are separated by 30 miles, They're both <laughs> around Miami and South Florida. And it's like this just a, a football factory in like parts of Texas and parts of Southern California. But like, you know, liberal people in New England don't really have their kids playing a lot of football anymore. Is it, is this going to be like sports and the culture war are already so intertwined now, now more than ever. Maybe that's the thing, right? Like only Republicans are going to be playing football, you know, which is, I guess if like they already are kind of, if it kills, if it kills them, them, then good. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) I don't know if they're really going to be affected by the CT if they're already fucking (laughs) idiots, but yeah, I think that's no uh, comment, but like, (laughs) but yeah, I I think there's going to be a combination of things. And look, I I don't, again, with how much money they make and how profitable it is, how much people like watching football, yeah, it'll yeah. continue to a certain, certain extent. That's the thing. James like, and I are still consuming it. Well, actually, I don't know if James has been watching the the, the Giants. Giants are so bad that I've just given up. Like it's just yeah. it's well, just the a entire NFC East. Like holy shit! I mean, that like what is there even yeah. to talk about? It's ridiculous. There's someone who had a tweet that I, I totally agree with, where it's like I, I'm done watching NFL except for Eagles games and games I bet on and games I have <laughs> the implications fun and play, uh, playoff games and a Super Bowl and that's it. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I I've been watching a lot more English Premier League lately, and like getting hey, into it in a way that hey. like, a little, little footy ball, uh, so go Arsenal. Um, uh, <laughs> but like I, I can see that, especially growing more and more here, or even as MLS improves, people getting more. But and more soccer's into, into so soccer fucking boring. <laughs> Is oh, it though? Man, Is it really though? Because it's not one nil. It's <laughs> it's center passes to wing, wing passes to center. You need Better. to be an intellectual it, to get it. it. Holds it. Simpsons, <laughs> Simpsons reference. Lawrence wouldn't get it. You need to be a bit uh, of an yeah, intellectual, that, James, to understand. You need to be, you know, cosmopolitan and global in the way that you think. I appreciate <laughs> sporting. You know, you wouldn't know. But, well, I, but that's I, why I, I think, I think hockey is a combination. I think hockey is a combination of football and footy. And that's why hockey playoffs are better than NBA playoffs. Yeah, so the Play future eight. of sport Ooh. in terms, as far as James Harris is concerned, is hockey. Yes. Hockey, that's the one. Everyone all, get into all hockey. All the numbers point to it. All the, yeah. all the figures are saying that's the truth, yeah. right? Only slightly <laughs> less CTE than uh, NFL. The, the only worse answer is baseball as far as where, where the future is going. So, I mean, yeah. it, could, it could be worse, James, I guess. That's yeah. fair. My, that's uh, my last job was working, like, SNY is owned by the company that owns the Mets. So, yeah, yeah. Like I had to like be into baseball for a couple of years. And Did you have to be into um, the Mets? Into the Mets. Like it's Ugh. weird to like, ha- yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, I'm weirdly low-key a Mets fan now, which is even like stranger. Oh, you, you have Stockholm syndrome still. Yeah, yeah. So like they have Steve Cohen's in. Like as soon as the Mets yeah. get good, I'll, I'll, I'll start bringing out Mets gear and pretending I was there all along. What's the most fun sport, in your opinion, to attend? Mm. To attend? Oh, the four Hockey's majors. Fuck- sports to attend. What is uh, hockey is a hockey is a very very fun. That's a fact. I even yep. agree with that. Yeah, get shit yeah. faced. Yeah, like I, I've been to uh, like a handful of Flyers games. I went to like an Islanders game. They gave me tickets like on the boards. Like amazing, an amazing experience. Angel uh, Diaz is not, the worst. Angel Diaz went to a hockey game. He's like, yo, this shit is fucking fire. Yeah. Like it's so yeah. fast, it doesn't stop. People are right. people literally fight with like medieval weapons. <laughs> I think I think Angel went with me. I brought him yeah. to that Islanders game. Yeah. He was mad because all these Barstool bros kept hollering at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you were fucking popping, dude. <laughs> That's my crowd. Uh, hockey yeah, guys. Hockey's I'll, sick I'll in person. That. Football sucks. Football's bad in person. Basketball's yeah, fun in person, but like you can get bad seats and not enjoy yourself at basketball. Where I think hockey bad seats aren't that bad. Yeah. Um, and I do think baseball is a lot of fun. It's like a day game. Like you drink a million beers. You have a, a few day hot game. Dogs. Baseball might be top of the list. Actually day game. Baseball is amazing, but like, you don't have to care about the sport. You know, you can just like 
there's like activities. Like no other sport just has like, oh yeah, you want to go like play on a merry-go-round <laughs> or like throw this pitch and like play with you. Like it's a carnival, like masquerading as a sport, which is great. Minor league baseball is low key very. Well, that's not even. I mean, that's just like out. That's like outsider art, bro. They got weird like marketing techniques. I went to like a uh, Seinfeld night at like the Coney Island fucking uh, whatever they're called. Uh, Cyclones. 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 Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like the yeah. Mm-hmm. Seinfeld night was lit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but agreed. NFL big fucking trash. All right. Why, uh, no one goes. Like watching on Red Zone Channel is better than anything. Yeah, yeah that is definitely football. the worst sport to, to, People, to see in person, w- without a doubt. It was a complete bro. waste of money, to be honest. And the oh, most expensive, you, I think, too. Did yes, you ever I go? Did you ever go tailgating at a at a Eagles game? Absolutely. I used to record us doing it at Barstool, like doing the tailgates. Uh, really? It's, it's a disaster. It's a, it's the worst. It's the worst of humanity in general. And I'm How an so? Eagles fan to the core. Worse than the Bills. Like, no, the Bills people are at least like self-referential and they get it and they're fun. Right. Dude, Eagles fans like sincerely like if you have an Eagles like tattoo and like you know like there's like one bad play from a black player away from like something being said that I'm offended by. Like it's yeah, just sure. It, it's it's a it's a bad mix of alcohol and like testosterone. I went to a Bills Eagles game in Buffalo and oh tailgated Lord. with Pinto Ron and uh, like. Bills fans like they they get hammered and wasted and like fly through tables and shit, but they're like having fun. And then and I'm sure there's like racism too. But then Eagles fans like they're like angry. They're there's like hate screaming. There's hate in their heart. That, yeah, like, Philly, like Philly fans have hate in their heart. Man. Yeah, we're not like look. The, the Super Bowl was great because it chilled us out considerably. Like I'm like 50 percent less like intense now. Horse shit doesn't that taste generally. that bad. You know, it's, it's, you know, after a win in a Super Bowl, yeah, mm. another serving, please. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah that, it, it, there's there's a sincere like to the core anger that like you're you're born into and like your parents put into you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it's generational. Yeah. It's, gen- it's generational it's trauma. Generational disease. Yeah, it's bad. yeah. It's bad. Go birds. Go, uh, birds. Go birds. Did you riot? <laughs> uh, I was there. I had my. Uh, a bunch of vodka like look i remember i was there with my wife um after they won we were, went out to broad street I, I was very carefully poured a bunch of vodka into a water bottle like all right i'm gonna get smashed out here and then like i went out there there's cops holding beers like people there's there was no law and then, <laughs> right right it was amazing law, completely lawless it was yeah. mad max like beyond thunderdome yeah I saw like you know, there's a always sunny in the Philadelphia reference of like riot, riot juice or riot punch, and yeah. like I saw a sincere like jug that said riot punch and Sharpie, <laughs> just like sitting on the ground. Like people were not fucking around. It was an amazing time. Amazing time. Is are you an always sunny fan? Yeah, yeah. Is that is it like a point of pride for Philly people to be like yes, like these trash humans, like this is our they people. represent us <laughs> <laughs> somewhat. Like I, it, I did like back off of always sunny a little bit. Because I'm a huge 30 Rock fan, and I was resentful a little bit that 30 Rock got rid of one of my favorite episodes because it featured blackface. Mm. But I still think the episode is important and, and, and funny. Um, but Always Sunny has like five episodes of blackface that aren't that funny. It's right. <laughs> just like oh, all the lethal, like, all the lethal weapon ones, right? Like the, the yeah. they do the lethal weapon shit. Yeah, yeah. There was like no like underlying point they're trying to make. It's just like you know, <laughs> <It's> blackface. <laughs> yeah. Just just that blackface is funny. Like everyone always like, says, we always do that. We do that from the twenties. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, I do like always sunny, but like you know, it, there are, there are times when I can do that. Well, uh, Philly is for I mean, lack of a better phrase, uh, a broke New York. Um, <laughs> and speaking of money, let's I'm get nodding. into the let's stop talking about Lawrence myself and let's let's talk about the second. 
uh, segment or topic of this podcast. Cold, is hard cash. Money. So Maurice, media went through a whole reckoning this past year. I think salary transparency was a big ordeal. Oh. <laughs> uh, so when you ask this question, as kind of like a fun gotcha, but you know, salary transparency, it's important. So mm-hmm. if you want to answer it, great. If not, also great. Um, how Do much the right you thing. Uh, I'm not answering that. Okay. Everyone gives. I imagine everyone has given that answer. No. Well, it eh, depends. Mostly, it depends on yeah. Who we're most, most, to. mostly, yes. Um, most freelancing, right. I would tell you, or something like that. But yeah, yeah. yeah well, I was gonna say people that tend to work for themselves or are entrepreneurial in that way will kind of like put all the cards on the table. Whereas, you know, I guess when people have corporate overlords such as yourself, you kind of need to yeah. pump the brakes a bit. But all right. But another question that. Um, that people do tend to answer more and is also like indicative of kind of like, I don't know, just their mindset around money and, and things and stuff. Yeah. It says a lot about um, them. Is how, like what, how much money would you like to make? Like at, at, at whatever the peak is in your lifetime, what, what's that number? I don't, I never looked at it as a number. I looked at it as a like sort of a place. And, and, and my, my goal was always retirement. I think I had that. I made that goal early retirement. I should specify. I made that goal when I was an intern at Complex. And I was like, <laughs> Before you even started working, you're like, I'm looking real forward to early retirement, yeah. maybe. I, I remember <laughs> thinking like, I remember just having an epiphany one day, like, what What am I doing? It was like an early trip. I woke up like six to take a train from Jersey to New York. And I'm just like, am I going to do this for my entire life? Like, just do this this thing every single morning? Um, the answer is yes. Welcome to America, bro. Welcome to America. It's capitalism, baby. Um, yeah. But yeah, like early retirement is sort of the goal. So whatever number gets me to like a comfortable living space where I don't feel like I'm struggling every month, but I can not be on anyone else's time. That's what, really age, cool. what age? Yeah, what age? When you say early retirement, what, what exactly is early to you? Uh, early would be very aggressively, like probably in my 40s. And then, Ooh, um, damn, right around the corner, less, less dude. Than, yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm, you're, trying to like, diet, you're trying to diet 60? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, but no, like, you know, 50 something would be amazing. Like early fifties or something would be like truly amazing to be like somewhat youngish to still get around and travel and all that. Just move, to, move to Philly. You'll say your money goes way yeah, longer there. True. The cost yeah. of living. Yeah, Brooklyn's a bad idea. It's just in general. Yeah. So then what besides, you, uh, besides your ahead, 401k, what do you, what do you like to spend your money on? Like, what, how do you, how do you treat yourself? Like when you get this fucking amazing gig, like how are you kind of like, you know, patting yourself on the back? Bitcoin. No, uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> really? So, yeah, still buying Bitcoin. Um, oh, so you're about to retire, unless you're, you're, you're unless you're only buying it now. I'm not just buying it now, but I didn't buy enough. I didn't have any money, uh, so <laughs> I wish I would have had money when I saw it at four thousand. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, I'm a crypto guy. I I'm a bit invested in stock. I I, I like financial stuff, so I, I'm I get off more on like trying to invest it than blowing it on on stuff. So you like, gamble, you know. Besides, this is the stock, besides the stock market, do you gamble on like sports and Bitcoin? Shit? Yeah, this that is my that is my gambling. I don't I don't gamble a ton. I really don't. Like I you know I, I could be in the sports gambling, and I know a lot of people that are. Actually, one of the weirder things about Barstool is that like I was one of the few people that didn't have, have like a crippling gambling addiction. I felt <laughs> <laughs> where like I, we went we went to like a you know we we had a like our, our winter gathering. We had like we went to all went to a Celtics game one day. We had box seats. They paid for it, of course. And we're all, like, I'm watching a game from the box and I turn to my right and like, everyone's watching like some obscure Mac college football game. Like <laughs> right. they all got like, way too much money on it. Like, am I the only one here who doesn't have like a thousand bucks on this game minimum? Like, yeah, yeah. Like I, switch I, lose, I, like gotta cover the spread. Oh God. 
<laughs> Shut up a little. Well, the crypto, the, the crypto run that that's happening right now. Like James and I, uh, we lost a lot of money uh, in the crypto game. But do you have any kind well, of like not advice? Right much now? Not technically. Yeah. It's we we the, the it's still out there. We just, we just don't know how to access yeah, that money. What, yeah, um, we lost our code. About, something about an eruption at at Mount Gox or I don't know some shit. I, I don't know. But uh, do you have like a, a wallet somewhere with no keys to it? Yeah, basically, basically, yeah. yeah. Uh, but what, what's what's uh, <laughs> or you have keys with no wallet? <laughs> yeah, or the other way around. What's the mm-hmm. um what's the tip right now? Because obviously a lot of these these cryptocurrencies are going on a nice little run. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's weird because you you don't want to buy high, right? Like it's the opposite of what. Uh, investments I do. I, I'm not uh, an investment specialist, so I can't tell anyone what to do. I think that's sort of where I can land on it. But uh, I do think Bitcoin will continue to go up. It'll probably go down and up and then down and down and up. But I think it's a gradual growth uh, investment. Yeah. So get just get in whenever, whenever you can get in is what you're saying. Yeah, and but don't don't put in more than you can afford is the thing. Put in every go, and if go, you go big or go home. Mo. Yeah. Yeah. Go big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go big or go home, retire at 35 or fucking kill yourself. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically. What are like, your options? <laughs> what does retirement like a- what okay. does retirement look like for Maurice? Ooh. Yeah, what's mm-hmm. your day-to-day when you can do whatever the fuck? Where you are want? you? Yeah, what time are you waking up? I like New York a lot, but this town's been not great since the COVID era. And I imagine, you know, we've got like probably two more years of this uh, as a whole in, yeah. in, in terms of it just feeling weird and people not Sheesh. being together. I know it sucks. Like I, we're going to be wearing masks for a couple of years. Um, but I, I don't think I need to be in New York. Like I, I wouldn't mind just like chill. Like I'm a, I'm a homebody, man. I'm an introvert. Um, I'm an only child. I'm very comfortable, like chilling, like, being on the internet, talking shit on Twitter, playing <laughs> video games. Like I could do that for an eternity. And if I can write, you're going to be doing and, that at 50, though. Probably. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay cool. All right. No, like, I love this. He's honest. Like, I, I would I would love to, like, uh, you know, go to L.A. live in constant sunshine, uh, get on a, a project that gives me some uh, residual income and just like sit back and be like, I, I was a co-writer on that show and, and collect checks. That's that's mm-hmm. sort of the, the, the super dream. So you uh, want to go Hollywood? Yeah. You want to like, I don't want to be Hollywood. I want to, like, live. I don't nice think that's there, up to you, Mo. I think Hollywood just fucking uh, chews you up and spits you out, and you're wearing chrome hearts all of a sudden. Once you're going to see me at forty something, like retired with Botox all of my face, all yep. yeah, you with, you with a bunch out. of fillers and like a, a, a chrome hearts trucker hat that says driving, "fuck" on it, driving a cool. cyber truck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I love. I genuinely want a cyber truck. What? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yes, my, my wife hates that, but I, I sincerely do. Did you put? Did that. you make a deposit on one? I did not. Uh, so I, can't, I can't afford to buy it if I want to put a deposit well, on it. We'll see how the Bitcoin does because you might be able to pay for that fucking Look, cyber man. truck and straight crypto, baby. Let let this let this let this Bitcoin hit like a uh, million dollars within the next ten years, and you'll see me out with like uh, yeah, full veneers in the, the, <laughs> the cyber truck. <laughs> nice. All right, uh, let's move on to the third and final topic of this podcast, which is formerly known as. Larry, join me here. Yeah, we can't say that anymore. Um, We've been formally known as as, uh, dad ass, and now it's called meats and cheeks. Yep. A lot better. Super, Um, super kosher. So you got married last year. (laughs) You got married last year, pre-COVID. We kind of cleared this up already. You are not your wife's boss. She is not your boss. You guys work side by side. Yes. Um, How would she grade your first month as editor-in-chief? Performance review. 
that's a good question. I think she could be a good, at least a B plus. I think I've done better, okay. right? Like, okay. I, I, 80, I had, like, 85. Yeah. I, I, you know, there was a, a small fire I had to put out today that, you know, I never dealt with the situation before. And I think I dealt with it pretty well. And, you know, it could potentially be. The fire was Sean Evans' asshole. Specifically. <laughs> Spit on it. <laughs> oh, God damn. <laughs> it's a literal fire. Yeah. Okay. Uh, shout out to Sean, man. He put his, his stock through a lot for that. For, for that Yo, show. get that the man's the ultimate insured. So, the, what is it? Uh, some gave all, all gave some. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> is that it tough, though? Is it scorched. tough? Is it tough? I know you guys don't work directly together, but the fact that your entire household is dedicated professionally to complex, like does that, does it ever get overwhelming or too much? It was part of the the conversation before even, you know, taking a job. Like if, if it's dangerous to be attached to one company, I would say just from a diversification right. standpoint, uh, <laughs> it's um, interesting to work with your significant other. And, you know, we don't want all of our conversations to be work conversations. That's not fun for either of us. So I right. think that's something we're conscious about, but like, we actively try not to make that happen. So like we try to like, all right, I don't want to talk about work. I think each of us has the freedom to say that. And then we could just like leave work, you know, at home because we work at home. Right. I was going to say, how, how hard <laughs> is that to actually do like in a pandemic when you're like, it's one thing when you guys have separate jobs, but you guys literally work for the same companies. And has that been stressful early on? Uh, not as stressful because I think we have a certain understanding about it. And so like, you know, I'm set, set up in the living room. She's set up in our office and like, there's not too much sound travels. So it'd be one thing if she was like hearing conversations she shouldn't hear and I'm hearing conversations. Right, right, right. Hear. Exactly. But luckily Ooh. it's not happening. Have you, have you uh, been on a zoom call where your wife is like also on the call zooming from another room? Yes. <laughs> so like it, literally yesterday we're like, you know, I hear the echo and she'll like, I just, she'll close the door. Like, Oh, she hears the echo too. Okay. Are you, guys, close the door. are you guys texting on the side talking shit? Ooh. Uh, Don't no, we have, we have, we have, said that. <laughs> we have all night to do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right maurice um meets and cheeks complete we want to know we want to know lj next j last john next john what was the last john you copped also as a philly guy how do you feel about us um menswear nerds kind of hijacking and culture vulturing john the cultural appropriation have always felt a little bit weird about that uh, really? And have wondered if you guys ever, you know, had someone from Philly sort of check you on. Oh, on yeah, we have, you know, but on, uh, every not every person who's done that has looked like the kid who dressed up as Allen Iverson for Christmas or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of kids like that. You'd be surprised yeah. how much of Philadelphia looks so, like that. So, so yes, a lot. a lot of white kids with with uh, cornrows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of white uh, Iversons. If you catch my drift, wink, uh, wink. oh, posty. Well, wait, um, so is it is it like is it like a, a case of like uh, white people jacking black slang? Is it a New York Philly thing? Like, what's what is it? Yeah, I think it's more of a New York Philly thing. I, don't, I, I think John at this point, like you know, they use the Philadelphia Inquirer will put it in a headline. Like it's it's not really? like a secret urban word anymore. It's just a thing that's like a part of Philadelphia culture. So it just feels weird, like that people outside of Philly would use it. And they use it specifically for clothing and, and right. stuff instead of just right. it, it meaning anything. Right. Specifically right. for things that nobody in Philly cares about at all. Yeah, which is clothing. Yeah. Like things uh, of quality culture and Culture and quality and... I'm not, I, I never said that. Aesthetics. My wife, uh, as, as someone who grew up in that area, I grew up in South Jersey and in, in Philly, I knew nothing about clothing, way less than I do now, and I don't know that much. A uh, little about sneakers. Like, it just was not part of the culture. And she was the one at first, like, brought it to my attention, like, why do people here think it's okay to wear like Eagle Zubas the Wawa? It's, like, <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, she was 
That's how about all these people like have Phillies tattoos and like think it's okay to like wear? Yeah, it's it's, it's not a it's, you know. Not so a do you think the word John? Do you say John, whether ironically or non-ironically? Not natural anymore. I think at one point it, it may have been more natural. Now, if I say it, it feels forced, and I don't want to, I don't want to fake it. What do you think of the guy, the the Philadelphia super fan who has the fanatic, whose like nose is like his belly button, and he has like the fucking four hundred five like road sign and like an eagle clutching like the Liberty Bell? What do you think of that guy? <laughs> I love that guy. Like, I, look, look, look. I, I mentioned earlier. That's like, the mayor uh, of Philly, right? Yeah. <laughs> you never met him before. That's John uh, Federson or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the lieutenant governor. <laughs> uh. Look, I, I do make a comment about guys with Eagles tattoos, but I think there's a big difference between like, you know, having one Eagles tattoo, which I think is not self-aware and kind of weird to having like all Philadelphia tattoos. Like, that's <laughs> awesome. Like, you, you, you're more dedicated that way. You've set yourself up as a character rather than just like being a normal like, hey, I you know, account manager at this uh, tech company, but check it out. I got this uh, Eagles tattoo. Like, that's, that's sort of weird to me. All right. Well, moving on to last John, next John, we want to know what was the last John by which you mean garment of clothing uh, Mm -hmm. or sneakers or footwear that you copped at full retail, no flow team. And then what's the next John that you got your eye on Mm -hmm. that you absolutely need that's in your need to add. Hmm. Last John may have been these, these, uh, shoes that you guys hated on earlier. Um, really hey, Tweedle D, the Tweedle, the Air Tweedle D fives. <laughs> <laughs> Tweedle D's. I, I, uh, like, you know, I'm not, I like only New York. So I, I, I just scan that website a couple times and, and we'll buy okay. some shit from them. Shout out only, um, only rocks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan. Um, and next, John, I actually was on StockX. Let me, I saved a couple things, but there's like a pair and I, I don't, I'm hesitant to give him credit because he's, I don't, uh, trying to think here. Do I give him credit or not? Yeah, hey, give give him credit. Credit. Be a gracious guy. Give him yeah. credit where credit's due. Don't be a Philly fan. Yeah. Uh, Don't be a hating ass Philly guy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I've been into uh, Jordan 1s and I probably have like three or four pair now, but I can expand upon that. And um, there's a pair of like light pink and black ones. I, I forget, like Crimson Tint, something like that it's called. I don't know. But I, I, I want to get those. Um, and because I bought them as a kid unironically, I want to sort of cop this ironically now, but I want a pair of Shaq Gnosis's and Ooh. I saw them and I saw them for like 300 bucks in my size. And I'm like, am I going to pay 300 bucks for a fucking Shaq Gnosis? And like, maybe, maybe at some point. As dumb what as about, what about the first hard, man? Those, what are, about those the, are a big shoe. It's what about the first wear. We Feast collab? Yeah. Also, yeah, shot the Reebok. Uh, no, I really like the ones that they had the Shaq Gnosis's, but like, I do yeah. want the black and white ones. Right, the OGs. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. The the first we feast um, ones with the wings on the bottom aren't that bad. I, I actually like those. I might I might have to, you know, send some emails with my my uh, right. signature at the bottom and let. That's know. definitely a flow team thing. You should if you if you gotta pay for fucking first we feast Reeboks, then yo we got then I Sean mean, is talk about going Hollywood. There's a problem at that yeah. point. Yeah, me and yeah. Lawrence yeah. are getting flowed that like we gave Sarah Honda the sizing. So if you don't get that, then there's a fucking problem. You got to take a meeting with Nick and Sarah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or Chris I, and Sarah. I, I, Chris and Sarah. I can figure out a, a way to get. Yeah. Those. All right. S- um, okay. So sneakers, Maurice, you are the editor in chief of Complex Media, one of the institutions shaping taste and influencing the culture. We want to know what you're fucking with and what you're not fucking with in the segment we call "Fuck Would Not Fuck With." That's a working title still. Still working on the title. We're we're, we're not writers anymore. That's a, that's the problem. Um, we're gonna throw some categories at you. You tell us what in those categories you're fucking with, what you're not fucking with. Also, this could be a complex show. You could buy it from us. First up, sneakers. What sneakers are you fucking with? 
Uh, I, I wish I would have prepped for this too. Um, again, I, I I thought the sneaker I really wanted for a long time was a Black Cement Threes, and I and I got them. And I don't wear them nearly as much as I thought I would because they're heavy and giant. It's just like, <laughs> and you want Shaq Gnosis's, bro? I mean, but that's sort of ironic. It's not like I, I, guess I, I, I sincerely want the other ones. Um, so, uh, oh, fuck, I actually do know. I want to be mad at myself for not getting this right. Um, what was the pair? There was some like uh, ACGs that I saw that I really liked too. The Mountain, um, mountain, mountain Fly? The Moab yeah, with like, the Gore-Tex zip-up? Yeah, the ones that came out like yesterday. Or, or oh, yeah, yeah, those the new joints. Yeah, the beige ones are gas. Those are the sick. beige ones I saw exactly those, and so like I, I yeah, that, 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 that. Uh, I mean, they're only you might be able to find a size thirteen. Like they weren't selling out like crazy. Yeah, they make and they make more of that stuff. I mean, it's still supposed to be kind of limited, but it's not like trying to get an off-white sneaker or something or Dunks or whatever these days. Am I am I wrong for not? Being in love, as in love with Off White as everyone else is. Not, I mean, you're in good company on this show, bro. Yeah, Uh, I I mean, complex audience might think differently, but like, what? Let me ask you that. Like, what do you think of the fact that um, kids are like killing themselves or spending so much money chasing these hyped, super hyped, turbo hyped items? Yeah, Uh, you know, uh, I respect it as a as a game. You know, like it's it's everyone's got to have a passion and something to go after. So like. And if that's your thing, that's your thing. Um, but is it too materialistic it. of a pursuit, though, inherently? Is that the pro- part of the problem? Or it is the problem, I guess, if you'd ask James and myself. <laughs> it can be a problem, but I, I, I'm hoping that people have at least a limit to what they're going to spend. I know I actually saw on uh, on one of your Twitters, like the someone on a TikTok were just like doing the, the top to bottom uh, how oh, much everything costs. Hard, 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 hard rock, rock Nick. Nick. <laughs> oh my God. Is, is that to do with the giant, like is some dude with like the party rock hair. And no, he, like, he no, doesn't, he's, he's bald, but he has a crazy, crazy beard. Oh, is that the $600 beanie? And yes, I got 14 yeah, yeah. bank accounts. Yep. Like, yes. Yeah. That guy. Hard rock Nick. That's the, he's the problem. I don't know if like kids buying Supreme and Off-White are necessarily like, you know. And I hate to break it to you, but you're going to look like him when you move to LA. Start cash with <laughs> yeah, oh, no. checks. Yeah. Six hundred dollar belt, two hundred dollar Air Max. <laughs> just the weirdest. Yeah, the Air Max is the is the weirdest shout out because it's like those are just yeah. those are just general release sneakers, G. <laughs> you bought those from Foot Locker. Yeah, That's right. Right. weird that you like, really shout that 14, out. 14 bank accounts, how much fucking debt yeah. are you in, bro? Like <laughs> that's not a flex. That's not a flex. <laughs> that was also weird. Yeah, it was not a flex at all. That's why I found my flex. And he opened up he opened up his like uh uh, bifold, I guess, or whatever it was, to show all the credit cards. Like, yeah, you, that's death. I'm paying that's off all of these with another one. You know, it's just like <laughs> it's not a on my way to open a fifteen one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But those, those people, place. like that type of person who finds a need to flex with like a registered very, flex offender. Yes, very obvious stuff like Louis, like Louis stuff, like all that stuff is fine. But like, if you have your phone wrapped in Louis Vuitton, and it's just like, what are you doing? Like, right. what is what are you doing? Yeah. All right. You're so capping. you respect you respect the 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 cultural part of it, but when it becomes like a when it just becomes offensive, you're just like this is not yeah. it. Too yeah. conspicuous. It's too gauche. And I know it's 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 you know this is subjective, but like when it just doesn't look good, like that dude looks terrible. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Like, it looks like complete like, dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> like head to toe terrible. So like <laughs> you can you can rock all that stuff and and, and look fine, but like. There's a, there's a line where like you're just wearing stuff even though you know it's ugly and hideous. You're from Philly, you know better than anyone. Money can't buy class, man. You know, <laughs> it can't. I'm still I'm still ready to throw a snowball with a battery in in any second. So what do you that. think of the guy that took the Ferragamo belt and gave himself a fucking lineup? 
<laughs> Do you see that? Motherfucking genius. <laughs> I, I love that guy. <laughs> like, I, I, I will tell you in complete honesty, I've watched that clip like seven or eight times. You're taking notes. Every time. Like, or it's I'm so good. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I, I, like, I may or may not try that, but no, it's, it's... <laughs> Have you ever lined yourself up? Because I would say your, your cut is looking very fresh, but it is a pandemic. So are you kind of like manicuring your own shit? What's the deal? For a while, I was like, like I, uh, when I was, you knew me when I was all, all the way haircut off Maurice, like yeah. I was yeah, yeah. going between, I would go like a month and I would cut my hair like probably a couple of weeks and then go to the shop a couple of weeks, just like not save for more laziness uh, because it was the same all around. So yeah, I, I, I give myself a lineup. I give myself really bad lineups. Uh, so I got to, I got to cop a Ferragamo belt yeah. and try to get it right. <laughs> the fidelity that can only come with the Ferragamo belt, which I believe you know, is like six hundred. An bucks. old navy belt would have me looking like a zigzag hairline. It's not <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Looking like me, dude. You'd be out here looking bad. And my, my corners are pushed back too, man. It happens. Power, power alleys, baby. Wealthy. <laughs> this is what we're talking about. With wealthy. See, it's all love, man. It's all. I, love. I applaud. I applaud every uh, semi balding or really balding man during quarantine who like grew it out and kept it out. Uh, shout out to Bomani Jones. Shout out to yourself. Yeah. Shout out thank to you for Wealthy. thank you for your service, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, inspiration to us all. Yeah. Um, are there any sneakers you're not fucking with? Besides, like, I mean, are you not fucking with the off whites, the off white shit, like the five that just came out? You're not buying. You're not buying into that hype, is what you're saying. I'm not buying into the hype. I think they look fine. I, I think they're good looking shoes for the most part. But I just I feel I, the I same wouldn't. way too. I think that that's the thing, right? People who hate on that don't hate. Well, some, some people do hate on the aesthetics, but for the most part, I think they look cooler than like the other bullshit that comes out. But it, the fact that you can't get them is like mm-hmm. just like pointless. But man. the fact you can't get them and then like you look at the price and it's like twenty five hundred dollars and up, and yeah, it's like I, it just wild. doesn't it doesn't yeah. add up. So uh, I wouldn't put that in the category. I, I think there's been too many colorways of like I mean Kanye is his own lane right now, but like the, the Easy situation is sort of fading, and it just feels like why are we coming out with more and more of these colorways that we just don't don't need? Um, but like you know, the design I think is fine, but we we've we're overkilling a lot of this stuff where we just don't need it to come out as rapid fire as we've been having it come out. Need more stuff to buy. All right, let's get yeah. off fucking products for a second. Let's move on to art, uh, music. What music are you fucking with right now? Yeah. Oh man, I I'm totally now like old heading into like the That's yeah, man, Benny the Butcher, West Side Gun, let's let's Griselda baby. Yeah. You know, boom, so boom, like boom, I, boom, I, boom. I do a lot of that. It's 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 fire. It's the Benny tape is so good. The, well, the it's Benny really tape good. is incredible. But I think that I think anyone could appreciate that. I think that's his appeal cuz I think he has the more crossover. At least that's how I perceive it cuz I like it, but Yeah, yeah, like and so I'm I'm I I still listen to a lot of like the new releases, like I'm still into new hip hop, but I, that to me feels like that uh, old head crossover. That's like yeah. perfect. It feels like a, a warm blanket. It's just like, oh, you sound like you know nostalgia, <laughs> but it's new, and I can like get away with it. He's so rapping. He's not singing. There. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so like uh, your hometown hero put co co put out a tape today mm-hmm. or an album today. Uh, Uzi and Future, Baby Pluto, Pluto, Baby Pluto. Um, who's your goat Philly rapper? Hmm. You got Meek, right? Yeah, Beanie Siegel, Beanie Siegel, Freeway. I think, like, Uzi. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm semi into Uzi, but I'm not the biggest Uzi fan, if I'm being honest. Um, but you know, whatever. I, I, it's probably Meek, and I'm not. Maybe I'm just not into that Philly rappers that much. Which really, it's just like almost like slanderous to say. I like a lot of Meek stuff, but I, I never had an album that I was that could 
listening front to back or was like, oh, this is like, no, it's I, I can't listen front to back to any of this stuff. Any of those rappers that you named, like, you know, shout to Will Smith, maybe. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, but probably, probably me. Uh, but Beanie, you know, um, I think he, he, they could have done more with, it, with his career and maybe he Agreed. probably stalled himself. Um, but he had the talent and probably the voice to to really lead that charge. And I don't think it happened. Do you have a favorite Beanie song? Like, is it what, like in the air or what's, uh, what would in the air is up there? Um, is that what it's called? Is that, I don't want to say, I think that that's the Phil Collins one, obviously the sample. That's yeah. 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 That's some good outro music, James. We should fucking throw that on the end of this bitch. Exactly. <laughs> Shum, Shum, My favorite Beanie songs are probably like, like I don't do much is probably there. Uh, nothing like it's there. Um, I don't know. And probably anything he did with like Jay-Z and that. that sure. Era, like Beanie Siegel is 45. What about uh, any music you're not fucking with that's especially like yeah. maybe popular that you're just like, this sucks. Like, I don't, I hate this. Um, maybe, but um, because of my position, I'm going to hold off uh, and <laughs> say anything like that. Like, were you a big, were you a big Wayne guy or are, are you a big Wayne guy? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, drought three is one of the best mixtape ever Facts. um so i i love that mixtape i i actually go well, i'm on the fence about like canceling people retroactively like, I'm, i you know i can still listen to it. i don't want to like cancel all of his shit because he's it's doing really whack stuff now um so i was a fan but like you know what about lil pump though? are you gonna are you gonna still listen to lil pump <laughs> or lil, pump AKA lil, lil pimp, pimp? Lil, pimp. Lil, little pimp yeah <laughs> uh it's fucking trash that's terrible <laughs> <laughs> terrible on and off the mic there you go word all right well what about uh you know it's a fucking pandemic there's nothing to do but fucking consume content what mm-hmm. film and tv are you currently fucking with oh man uh this is where i get even lamer than i have been um the thing i the, the thing i watch the mo- most like my, my number one tv program is pbs news hour uh, <laughs> I mean, that's it. if you're going to consume the news, I mean, that's like, you know, better than fucking what's on cable, bro. That was from CNN, MSNBC, Fox News. I'm watching PBS NewsHour. My girl, Yamish, kicking That was the most unexpected night. answer we've ever gotten. Yeah. I, feel like. Like, yeah. I could lie to you and be like, oh, I'm like Mandalorian. Like, no, I've never seen the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm watching PBS NewsHour at 6 o'clock. I don't even know what the fuck a baby Yoda is. <laughs> I've seen it. I don't know what he's doing. I guess he's old and he's young. He's eating eggs or some <laughs> shit, apparently, according to Twitter. I don't know. Yes. Fuck know. that Boba little bitch. Hanging out with Boba Fett or something. Our boy Adam Pally punched him in the head, though. Yeah, it's true. Or Jason Sudeikis, maybe. Jason Sudeikis, yeah. Yeah, one of them. Uh, all right, but so like, PBS News Hour. Okay, anything else? <laughs> um, what did I see recently? Uh, uh, what was the shit on uh, HBO? Um, uh, Love Crack Country. Country. Yep. I, I, I dug that. Uh, did I, you finish that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I heard it ends strong. Weird. I heard it ends strong. I need to. It like drags in the middle, but then it ends ends strong. Yeah, like that, that's in my lane because I like I like horror stuff. I like off the beaten path stuff. So like that to me, it crossed a lot. Of different lanes uh for me so yeah that was that was a big one but like that's one one of the ongoing disagreements between me and my wife is the fact that like she's a normal human american and watches like netflix and actual tv shows and and like i'm on twitter or like watching news and it's it's sort of like you know i consume the things i need to consume to stay up with everything but like i i i don't i get so frustrated when i see a show that like you're going through netflix like oh this looks dope and then you're like two seasons like why couldn't yeah. this be a, a movie? Just make the movie. Just make it the hour and 45 minute movie and I'll watch it and then go about my life. I don't need to spend <laughs> I got news to watch and life. tweets to tweet. You know, I got, I got things to like care about that aren't like 
bit. Yeah. You watch sports. You, you, you consume sports. And then that's, that's your entertainment. You're, that's that's like, who you are. Well, on the flip yeah. side, for f- not fucking with, what is your, let's just get down to it. What's your wife watching or tries to make you watch that you're just not fucking with? Oh, I think the most recent one was, um, what was it? The Queen's Gambit, which I that's heard is great. Chess show? Oh, it's so good, dude. You blew it. I heard it's great. It's oh, awesome. And she, she watched it without me. And like, I was like, I, I, like she, went, she wants to watch it again. And I'm like, maybe. Again? I don't want to rewatch. Re- I don't and know I'm if like, it was that good. I mean, it was good, but I don't know about that good. Yeah, which I guess it's just like, you know, maybe one of the better things on Netflix right now. But it's just, yeah. Any like, I have all the services. It's like Hulu, Netflix, Disney Plus, like all that shit is hooked up. And I just flip through it and end up going to Hulu and like watching live TV. Like, what about uh, as a medium and what about Succession? Mm. I think that was actually loosely based on your career. Old building, too. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, is Succession or one of them is filmed in World Trade? Oh, billions? not succession. Definitely, definitely billions because that's all about like the Southern district. Yeah. 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 Billions, yeah. billions was filmed in like my old, like literally my office. Like, I was wow. working. Um, but I have not watched either one. Right. The they're both, they're both fucking awesome for different reasons, but you yeah. know, highly recommended. You might like it as like, uh, someone that's like recently kind of like in tune with the business side of media. And it's not, it's not the fact that I don't think I like these shows. Like I know if I watch these shows, I'm going to get into it right. and watch them, but like, the time. it's, the time and like it's just the taking that dive of like am i getting into this am i going to be yeah. doing two seasons of this like it's just like it seems daunting i don't know sure yeah. that's fair in a way we're like quick hit stuff and news and youtube is right. just right there for you You were you were famously the only guy uh subscribing to quibi right you love yeah. that <laughs> I, I, I was the one it was 10 minutes i was in yeah. and out I was Ooh, like, I love it. has anyone heard of this quibi thing it's fucking great i can watch all the sports and still watch quibi went away no. <laughs> oh my quibi it stands Isn't quibi trying to sell their content now who's gonna buy that quibi content yeah. well they're licensing it so yeah. Yeah. all right well, speaking buddy. of daunting maurice time to get in some motherfucking constructive criticism mm-hmm we obviously oh. are all homies. We love you. Congrats on the new job, by the way. Yeah. Uh, we want to see you fucking thrive as that. And hopefully this hasn't torpedoed your career prospects at Complex. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, we want to see you do even better than editor-in-chief. Maybe you'll be whatever Mark Echo is now. Chief brand officer? I don't know. Um, so we want to get you there. So we're going to offer up some constructive criticism. Take it or leave it. We won't be offended if you leave it, but you'd be dumb to. Um, first up, <laughs> All right, I know this for a fact. Well, first off, anecdotally, the street's been fucking calling for this. And then I know this for a fact. The old Fashion Rose episodes are located on a server in Amazon Cloud Services. And all you have to do is pay Amazon a relatively small amount of money to uh, get the files back and then re-upload them to YouTube. Do that. So they're just trapped in the cloud or whatever? Yeah, they're in the fucking cloud. So Complex has your old shows locked up. Is that what you're saying? Well, they're your com- Complex you show. Yeah, it's we don't own show. the... We never... Listen, here's what... T- you want some tip, guy? Never own your own IP. Always be giving that away. <laughs> you never be burdened by your own... <laughs> why, would you want to, why would you want to have all that responsibility? Yeah, so yeah, My intellect's got enough to think about. You think I want property up there? Yo, free, that's, what I, free, that's what I've heard. Free fashion bros till fashion bros free. So it's back. Taking my pen out and writing it right down now. It's like 50, Amazon, it's like literally, Rose. it's literally 50 bucks. That Yo, just, and monetize that shit. Like our fucking 18 million <laughs> listeners, they're chomping at the goddamn motherfucking bit to just fucking consume this shit. You know, they're bored sure in quarantine too. too. Yeah. Did you guys want to make predictions on that show? Is anything we pull out and use like now and see if you guys were right back in the day in terms of fashion uh, predictions? Uh, I'm pretty well, sure we're wrong Migos, on everything, to be honest. No, I think Meek, the, the, <laughs> the, 
Migos uh, episode, they explain what dab means to us, and it's like different. <laughs> it's, it's not like the, it's not the fucking dance move. They do like they do like this. It's I don't know. It means like swag, basically. <laughs> yeah, and so then, that and was the throw, moment. That and then they moment. throw Lawrence up on the table, and in the in a take that got cut, his ass came out. So that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. We have that tape. So I don't know if Amazon has that, but the the ass tape is out there, and you know that could that release. Do so in some you. in some release the ass tapes. Release the ass tapes. Um, I think this just became more valuable. So yeah, I think you just talked me into it. Okay. So listen, that's just the first piece of constructive criticism. It's about to Uh-oh. get even better. Um, you know, listen, Mo, you've done this pod twice. Uh, under two different names. James and I clearly have a dynamic uh, that resonates, right? There's one guy that is completely loud, uh, does none of the work, you know, um, and that's kind of like a a, a rich A type character, I feel like. And that's kind of like James. And then you have me who's like super intellectual, cerebral, down to earth, kind of keeps the the wheels, you know, turning. That's kind of like you. And and based on our success, I feel like you, you and rich A, that yin and that yang, that's a fucking dynamic duo. I think you guys need your own podcast. <clears throat> I'll talk to Rich about that. Okay. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. All right, Maurice. Um, the Rich complex- is a brilliant guy. Come on. <laughs> Rich is smart, dude. <laughs> Rich- yeah, he's like James. He's, he's very smart. But it's not like me and you, dude. You know what I'm saying? We both love Screaming Eagle. Ah! <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it one time. <laughs> All right. Um, the Complex Shop, obviously fucking popping. You guys got, uh, what do you have? You have Yeezy. You have uh, Rude. I don't know what, what else you have. You have There's a lot of shit on there. Chrome Hearts is on there somehow. Rick oh. Owens. It's out of control. The brand list is, I can't wait to find out how that's really happening via Carissa when we talk to her. I'm going to offer you a fucking deal of a lifetime. And you need to promise me oh. that you're, one, not going to screenshot, take any screenshots, and two, you're not going to describe what you're about to see on camera. But I'm going to offer you the fucking wholesale deal of a lifetime. We're going to okay. give you first right of refusal to sell... <laughs> The new TF merch on Loafers. Complex Ooh. Shop. Well, all right. Warren said what it is. Well, sorry. I just grabbed Don't well, describe that's, it. Don't describe that's it. That's all I'll say. It's a shoe. The lighting is it's all fucked up because I got the reflection going on, but uh, I, I think this, I got is, the, this, the aesthetic. this could yeah. be yours. Mm-hmm. This could be yours. I know there's no Harris Tweed. We can say that, but it but is. But maybe one of the colors, I'm not going to say it, I'm not going to give it away, but maybe one of the colors is similar. Yeah, uh, maybe. It, it could be. It's, it could be a, you could make this like professorial if you wanted to, like very collegiate if you wanted to, uh, yeah. like to go with your tweet and your elbow patches, but yeah. TF merch sold on the complex shop. The choice is yours. So we're the hottest new brand in the podcasting uh, lane. <laughs> so it, it fits right next to, I mean, look at here. We have uh, you know, Rick Owens and Rudy Easy and then throwing fits. It's just, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's, that's synergy, yeah. dude. Right. <laughs> you got your Rick heads. You got your Rick yeah. heads, you got your Rude Boys, mm-hmm. and you got your fucking Throw Gang. Throw Gang. Yeah. Throw Gang. All right. Well, again, I'll, I'll help us help you, dog. Help us help you. That's all. I'll pitch to Carissa, and if she walks out, I'll, I'll tell her to talk to you guys. Okay. <laughs> um, and then finally, just because, uh, you know, this is our podcast, we should say one more time can you just like force Sean Evans or JLP to book us on Sneaker Shopping or Hot Ones so that we can find some semblance of success? We really appreciate it. We would consider it a personal favor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll bring it up and see what they say. I, That's all we can ask know. for. All right, Maurice, so, where, can so the kids, yeah. where can the kids follow you right now on the socials for yeah. all the tweets? All the tweets. Go to the grams. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have no Instagram. My Instagram is terrible. Uh, at tall Maurice. Um, <laughs> at Maurice is tall on IG. Um, <laughs> and follow everything, every single complex uh, 
handle you can find. Just type complex into Google. And complex Canada? It's start clicking. Just keep clicking away. Like Actually, just refresh pages. Scroll to the bottom of pages. That's important. Mm. I would just stay on those pages as long as you can. Watch yep. all the content. Stick through the advertisements. Buy the things you see in the advertisements. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Very important. And it'll make your life better, actually. Yeah, that's true. That's what uh, that's what consuming does. We can break that. Armories equals... Happiness. Happiness. Yes. yes, exactly. You heard it here first. Thank you for coming on the only <laughs> podcast that matters. Chef, I know you're listening at home, building a deck. I'm going to need you to hit that motherfucking beanie. Something going on. I feel funny. Can't tell me nothing different. My nose twitching. Intuition setting in like Steve Vision. I still close my eyes. I still see visions. Still hear that voice in the back of my mind. So what I do, I still take heed. I still listen. I still paint that perfect picture. I still shine bright like a prism. My words still shifting through air. I know you can't, don't, won't get it. You chose to ride that ship, salt with it. I'm still afloat. I ain't the captain of the yacht, but I'm on the boat. I ain't acting what I'm not, knowing that I don't. You not acting like you will, but I know you won't. You won't. I read between the lines of the eyes of your brows. Your handshake ain't matching your smile. Uh-huh. You're fine.